jam-packed to the rafters. Let's go up to our ring announcer. The following podcast is scheduled for one episode and is our vantage point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast. Outside, we couldn't see it from our vantage point. Welcome to our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast. Thank you guys for being back with us here as we kick off Season 22. It is Episode 211, February the 15th, 2021. Glad to be back with you here. As always, I'm Joe Murata. I'm joined by Michael Quinn. How you doing there, Michael? Howdy diddy. Well, Quinn, we're fresh off our break, reviewing yep. that special primetime for Tony Leg Day very, last week. Very breaky. <laughs> yeah, very breaky. Yeah, and achy breaky. Very achy breaky episode last week. Thank you guys so much for being back with us here. We're going to romp you through yet again. The world of retro wrestling. We got some great topics in store for you. But before we get to any of that, as always, we want to remind you, if you don't follow us on Twitter, go ahead and do that at OVP podcast on Twitter. The reason being, Quinn, the clips. Yes, the clips. Everyone wants the clips. They, they, the they clips. want to know what are going to be on the clips today. Well, just look on your calendar. Just look you on your should, calendar and you can what, see what days were the last 30 years of this day. That's right. We have drama free wrestling clips over on Twitter at OVP podcast. You can also email us if you have a long form essay or question. You can do that at OVP podcast at gmail.com. That is ovppodcast at gmail.com. But Quinn, the best place still is for people that want to talk to you and me and hundreds of other retro, retro wrestling fanatics is where? Over at facebook.com slash Garth Brooks. Achy Breaky. Mr. Achy and Breaky. <laughs> Wait, that's that's Billy Ray Cyrus. But yes, sorry. point well taken. Whatever. <laughs> it's all the same to me. But basically on our Facebook. Those, those, ad, those addresses are universal. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Uh, now, what is the whole? Mel you, Brooks, Garth Brooks. Yeah, Mel what, Albert yeah, Brooks. Yeah. What do you do? Like, what's the whole deal with the Facebook thing? Well, you don't tell, talk about Garth Brooks first. No, of we all. don't do that. There. No, but for you don't be a dunderhead over there, right? You, okay. you, you that's like the number one rule before yes. you even like. You know what? I'm gonna say it before you even like hit the buttons to use the ceremonies and stuff. Okay, right. don't dunderhead. Don't dunderhead. That means yeah. no personal attacks. No pre dunderhead. No post dunderhead. Yeah, and no mid tempo dunderhead. None of it. Exactly. So what you do to get there, right? Yeah. You go to the Facebook search, whatever it is, uh-huh. you know, Garth Brooks, yeah. Mel Brooks, whatever. You type in our vantage point, Dash Retro Wrestling Podcast, Bing Bang Boom, Tubes, Gorka Fluey. And like I said, don't be a dunderhead. Don't when be you a dunderhead. Yeah. The whole point of the group is just talk about retro wrestling. You can talk about 80s, 90s, even current stuff if you really want to. You can talk about WWF, WCW, ECW, AWA, whatever you want. The number one rule, like Quinn said, don't be a dunderhead. Just means no personal attacks. There's enough of that out there on the internet, and we don't want to be a part of it. Just be nice to each other. You don't have to agree on everything. Mm -hmm. Just be nice. And also on our group is where you get to participate in polls and things like that for the Royal Rankings. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's there's democracy over there and (laughs) amazing things. A lot of things. So check out our Facebook group. Uh, It's a fun time. Also, if you like pay-per-view reviews, we've got them for you on Patreon. Patreon.com slash OVP podcast out right now. WrestleMania 8 from the Hoosier Dome, Quinn. PPV. The PPV. PPV in the Hooser. In the Hooser Dome. All of our pay-per-view reviews are there on our Patreon up to WrestleMania 8 right now. It's five bucks a month. Check it out if you want them. Patreon.com slash OVP podcast. Quinn, it's a new season. Yes, it's new. It's new. Look at it. It's new and improved, hopefully. And every season we change our opening segment. And this one, Quinn, is about how you and I... We have opinions on wrestling, obviously. We, we have them. Other people do, too. And kind of what we're doing here is we are 
going to sing the praises of things that we really like that maybe most people don't. Maybe yeah, some people do. Possibly. Possibly. Uh, I think a lot of people on our boards like these things. Possibly. Others right? do not. Right. Yeah. And this is a segment called In Defense Of. <laughs> Quinn, this was your pick this week. Who are we defending today? Uh, Mongo. 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 Steve Mongo McMichael. Oh, he's so good. Well, let me tell you, she served me enough dinners. I I have had her special surprise, whatever she called him, brother. I'm used to mysteries. Now, what do people say about him that requires defending? Well, they say uh, he's a horrible wrestler. He, he botches all the time. He does. He's generic. He he's is. just a football man he or is. whatever. This is all true. <sighs> but, but he's so lovable. How do you not like Mongo? I right? Know, I get it. He's incredible. Like, okay. My favorite part about him is is he's literally the only reason he's there is because he was part of that, like, Kevin Green, whatever, Four Horsemen crap. That was how he came in as yeah. a face in the uh, spring of 1996. Well, the funny part to me also is the Mongo, like, back history in WF. Well, yeah, he, yeah, was, like- <laughs> he was originally part of Lawrence Taylor's uh, all-star team, obviously. Now, Mongo, obviously, folks, let me just quick background on this. He was a, a notable NFL football player. He played for the Patriots, the Bears, and the Packers in his last season, retired in 1994. Mm-hmm. And then he uh, crossed over to the WWF, like Quinn said, as part of LT's team. Right, he was over there. Mongo, baby. And the funny part is, like, you could tell, even looking back to those, he has more personality than, like, every one of those stupid football people that are there. But let me tell you one thing. I'm looking for this comma character. Where is he at? He calling me a cream puff? You're going to get yours again tonight, baby doll. What I like, though, is WCW picks him up in the spring of 96 for an angle with the uh, still existing Four Horsemen. Right. right? Flair and Anderson mainly. And what I like is McMichael was already, like, 38 Yes. He's like, I'm going to get in the wrestling, baby. He's like, I'm used to being rough and tough, baby. We're (laughs) going to wrestle here. And then his run lasts only until like late 98, like December or something of 98. It's not long. It's got a lot of character because a lot of his run also is him on commentary with a dog. Well, oh, you know what? I should have mentioned that. I'm sorry. Yeah. So before he even wrestled, he comes in for the first Nitro in September of 95. (laughs) Michael, look at this venue here. This place is apropos. And that don't mean you're digging around in the dirt with farm implements, baby. He does that until the spring of 96. And you're like, who is this guy? <laughs> Why like, is it him? Yeah. <laughs> it's like the Rob Bartlett effect. It is. It is. He's like in the Mall of America. Is he in the Mall of America Yes, with he's them? on the first one. Oh, my God. He Listen, the moment he shows up, right? And I know people don't like WCW, whatever. But people like, do, though. I got to say, there was something very magnetic about this guy with a weird dog sitting there. And like, what is he saying like you're, he's yes, so what we- is he saying he's so weird that's what i've been talking about these magnificent athletes with these magnificent moves is why people should be watching the wcw baby what i like about him is he actually did put the product over oh yeah he, he, was, he like, wasn't rob bartlett in that regard you know what i have to say for a guy that wasn't used to wrestling <laughs> and putting stuff over or whatever as, as soon as he got there, he knew the taglines. This is a big boss play, baby. Yeah. Like, you know, like he would constantly say he's probably the one that I knew about the big boys playing there the most. More because, than anyone. <laughs> because he would say he would ever he would somehow tie every sentence into it's because the big boys. It's play true, here. though. Like, you know what I mean? Only in WCW, baby. What I've always said about him anytime he comes up and we don't talk about him a lot. Yeah. Is he just has that like backyard barbecue <laughs> attitude, you know, a few beers and everything. Just, Let's have fun. 
time, baby. You know? Yeah, there's not a time that I run into Mongo, whether it be on commentary or wrestling, that I don't enjoy his presence. Right. Even though it's like I know he's not the best wrestler, but it doesn't matter. It's about fun. He's barely a wrestler, and that's yeah. what I like about him. Is the dude went out there and he friggin' tried. Oh yeah, he wasn't great. Yeah, and and honestly. That whole trying thing, and that he he liked to party, and, and but he but he also it seemed like he had had put his all into this wrestling thing. He did. It seemed to get the eye of like Ric Flair and like his friends because they talk like glowingly about him to this day. They love him as a horseman, and that's one of the things I wanted to bring up, Quinn. You love him as a horseman, it's right? It's so great because it's so okay. This is what I mean about like Mongo is so out of place. But at the same time, he's just lovable. Like he does not belong in the Four Horsemen. But at the same time, he more than belongs in the Four Horsemen. Right. Like he is exactly what they are: party time, chasing yeah. women, he's whatever. Just the, he's just the more like Alabama version of it, or something, <laughs> or whatever he is. Like Alabama. I don't know what is his. Where is he originally from? Because ser- like seriously, because he's known for being part of the Chicago Bears. He's actually from Texas. Yeah, because he does. He talks with an accent. Oh, no, like he's a, southern. He's yeah. from Texas. Right. What I think is great about him, obviously, he was a horseman, like we were saying, and he had that never-ending feud with Jeff Jarrett, which, by the way, Jeff Jarrett stinks yeah. in the horseman, that uh-huh. whole thing. But Mongo, you know, you, you talk about Paul Roma as one of the worst horsemen, right? right. Paul Roma is a good wrestler. And everything like he is he doesn't have but the personality Mon- of Mongo so at like, all. I think I think Mongo is a better horseman than Paul. He's Roma. like okay. So I know a lot of people say like Barry Windham is like one of the best horsemen or um, Luger Luger or one of the people that replaced Oli. Basically, like we yeah. know the original ones are fine, even though I don't like Oli. But does anyone really like Oli? Yeah, but like um, any person, I mean. But seriously, like Mo- the whole Mongo era of the Four Horsemen, I really. I know people don't say this all the time, but I really like that era of the four horsemen. Fine, he's ridiculous. Like, <laughs> he's insane, and like the best part. So, I know people don't like this person either, but the fact that he brought in his wife, but this version of Deborah as like the beauty queen or yeah, it's something, like Miss WCW or whatever it was, amazing. It is like, funny. It's so stupid because she's got the Mongo fever. Like oh, she, yeah. she's acting like this is so important too and it's just the two of them just add so much to the stupid like this version of the four horsemen yeah no i i really like it quinn i also like that they feuded uh goldberg with mongo at the end of 97 it's like kind (laughs) of under unheralded oh yeah so this was great because you know goldberg comes along he's kicking ass and who's the first fucking guy who's like i could beat this guy (laughs) baby like mongo mongo just Head first into this Goldberg shit. Gets he his ass kicked, obviously. He gets his ass kicked. He doesn't care. He's just like, I'll no. do it, baby. I play football, too. He's like, I know a thing or two about this wrestling. I've been here longer than you, baby. There's the jackhammer. One, two, three. And he wins again. Boy, he had his way with Mongo. Just challenges him at Starcade. Yeah, Fuck it, right? Real. Yeah. I think that's one of the things that I love about Mongo is just the persona the personality mm-hmm. look there's a whole twitter account i think it's still around De- it's called that's our mongo that's our because mo- he, he is that and i think that sentence really personifies yeah. like people people who like mongo that's their feeling it, that's always their defense it's like oh look at all these botches yeah well that's our mongo that's our mongo that's what he does he's like, like manny ramirez remember manny being manny yeah, in the 2000s yeah. it's just the way he is it's just like this fun loving i don't know i'll just do it i don't care and i just really love that about him yeah a lot of 
wrestling. He would never. Okay, he would get eaten alive by the Smarks today. Even and he did back then. I'm sure. What, what's amazing is again the personality of Mongo, the person that just rolls off of me. Like I don't care. This is about being rough and tough. Like, I'm trying my best, baby. Yeah. And you know the thing is, what is what's a typical Mongo segment on a night or ten minutes? You have to see him. When the show's two hours. They never, like, <laughs> super pushed him. I think he got, like, the U.S. title briefly or something, didn't <laughs> Wait, he? did he? I he, thought he did. He did. Yeah. You're right. He also won the uh, worst television announcer for 96 from The Observer. That's upsetting. Who else? Who was worse in 96? I don't like that. In either promotion. Who was worse than him? Jim Cornette. He was, no. He was bad on commentary Cornette, during that time. He wasn't. He didn't really announce in 96. Kevin Kelly, do you like him more? <laughs> no. Tonight? No, today's Oh, good. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> why, why would I want that wimp when I got Mongo with a fucking dog? Being like, it was a big boss play, baby. <laughs> I remember when I did that. You know, like, he's just ridiculous. I, I love him. You, you've got to get the okay because you can't injure yourself permanently. There's work to be done later. No, I think that there's something to be said for his personality. He was never, like you said, he was never like in the main event. Right. He never ate up a lot of airtime. I did find that Jeff Jarrett feud endless, but that's Jeff Jarrett's fault. Partially, that was because they were like transitioning Deborah. This this always confused me about this whole thing. What's How did this this lady, Deborah, go from like married to Mongo and really only in this because her football man husband like did it yes. to like being way more ingrained and deeper in the industry than anybody else. More than Mongo. Yeah, than Mongo. Well, because of Jeff Jarrett. And Steve Austin. And Steve Austin. God, I forgot about Steve Austin. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like you you forget that this was Mongo's wife and she ended up being married to Steve Austin for a time. Like, how fucking weird is that? (laughs) Like, like, how strange is that? All because fucking Mongo. Only in wrestling, baby. One of my favorite Mongo moments, too. It's very... I think it's known by some people. I'm going to have to dump a clip in when he was feuding in early 98 with the British bulldog. Oh yeah. And I beat up that British pug. Like and he, he said dumb shit like that. And he's like, don't stand there drinking coffee when a man's talking to you. Or yeah. One of those like Mongo lines. Listen, son, and don't stand there drinking coffee when a man's talking to you, David boy. You know what the best part about him, too, is like he has the audacity to talk about this. And most wrestlers are big, tough guys. It's like, oh, that's fucking offensive. I'm going to beat the shit out of you, blah, blah. Mongo's a gigantic football player. He's like, a big guy. Nobody, he talked like an asshole to these people. And like, they did, there's nothing they could do. He's like bigger than them. He's a big guy. He was he's a, a big, big boy. Yeah, he's a, he's a very big man. Can we talk about his look, actually, too? Yeah. I didn't mind it. No, he was fine. The they, ponytail. The, the ponytail. <laughs> and he would just wear like, like shorts. The sort, well, they were like the shorts, but they were like, if you notice, they were the football yeah, without were, the socks. Yes. Like, that's all it was. It and was no just, shirt. Yeah. And yeah. He, he had a good physique. And again, from, from he had a pretty flat physique, but like. No, he was big. I'm sorry. He was hunking. Yeah. yeah. No, you could tell the guy could beat the boy. shit out of anybody. And like, for most of his. Seriously. Run, yeah, he could. For most of his run, he was like 40. It was like a very old rookie. It didn't matter. It was great. That's he had the personality I, of a 25-year-old. Yeah, he did. Just like yeah. the, the good time. So I don't know. Mongo, did he ever have a good match? No. No. No, that's not the point, though. Like you said, who cares? No. He, he, in fact, he has some pretty notable botches where he botches like six things in a row, which seems unimaginable. But it doesn't matter because it's just funny. He's also like, I don't know how... It just fucking, he's like Teflon as far as like botches are yeah. concerned. They just like roll off of him. He just like doesn't it, care. He just keeps going forward. That's the thing. It's like most guys would just stop. I'm like, what am I doing? No, Mongo <laughs> just keeps going. Like, I'll botch this next. Like, he doesn't give a shit. So let me, let me wrap this up with you here just to get mm-hmm. a feel for what we're defending about Mongo, right? 
Do we both agree that he is a very bad in-ring wrestler? Oh, yes. Do we both agree that he is a very goofy persona, though? Yes. And that that's fun about him. Do you think that there is a time and a place in wrestling then and now for a Mongo? I do. And I think, honestly, the here's the thing that we didn't really touch on, but yeah. WCW during this time, especially Nitro, every week on Nitro from like about the beginning of it till, you know, 99 or whatever, when yeah. it sucked, <laughs> um, was like... <laughs> It really felt like, did you ever notice that Nitro's look and feel was always that you're at a party? Yeah, there was a bit of a party atmosphere, there sure. Was, like the crowd, everyone's drinking. There, it was it, live it, every like, week. It, it was live. A lot of people were standing most of the time. Like yeah. people were just like chatting it up with their friends and like freaking out and stuff. And it had this party atmosphere. And I feel like Mongo, the guy and the character, it totally fit like what was going on on Nitro at the time. This party animal guy you know what? i really i agree with you and, and it I, was like it was probably like i don't know if it was intentional or not or it was just the environment it was the the run that they were on or whatever but mongo just fit specifically monday nitro like he he was very it made sense you got nitro girls over there sure you got mongo having a good fucking time crossover appeal from the nfl right nothing wrong with that i actually like him as an announcer Oh, he's wonderful. I, I don't care what anyone says. Yeah. Now, is he a traditionally good color man? No, but he is colorful. Honestly, I know this is not, he's not the most favorite announcer or anything. No. But whatever Mongo was saying or doing, and I know it was saying a bunch of nonsense, but for some reason as a kid, he would convince me that yeah. he knew what the fuck he was talking about just because like, oh, I beat people up on the football field. This is just like that. He like, believed you know? it. Yeah. He sold it. And that's right. what a good announcer should do. You know right. what I mean? He's not the play by play guy. So you don't but need they to also Bobby and Tony would like treat him like he knew a thing or two about beating people up. Yeah. It you was, know what I mean? It, they, they Bobby didn't like besmirch him all the time or whatever or whoever they paired with him yeah, it was generally bobby and eric yeah. or then tony right? yeah they didn't treat mongo like shit which was good i also would be remiss if i didn't mention that in 2001 he was <laughs> okay i need to mm -hmm. this is really funny and maybe some of you have heard of this uh for you baseball fans out there in 2001 he, um, <laughs> i've heard of this he yeah. was at a cubs game and he was the guest singer for take me out to the ball game and then <laughs> <laughs> he like later got ejected yes. by Angel Hernandez, one of the worst umps, by yes, the way. Yes, because the ump made a uh, error or yes. whatever, and Mongo like took the mic. I'll be waiting for you, baby. Yeah, he's like, I'll be waiting for you to park it lap, baby. And don't worry, I'll have a, I'll have some speaks with that home plate umpire after the game. Ooh, a one, a two, a three. Baseball game. But he's the guest singer. Well, you singer. get okay. Here's the thing: is you gave Mongo a live mic. <laughs> that was that was the first problem. They made a very grave error giving Mongo a live mic because he'll use it. He doesn't give a shit. No, he doesn't give a shit. No matter where he is, he and doesn't care. And I think Mongo getting kicked out of a baseball game. You can sum that up with that's our Mongo. That's our Mongo. <laughs> you know? I I like honestly. I wish he was more active. The one thing we didn't say is he kind of like faded off or something. In early 99, he just kind of disappeared, remember? And yeah, he just remember in like, there's like this story of like Ric Flair, like looking for him all or something. Sad. Yeah, like all sad, like Iron, you know where he is or whatever. Like everyone's <laughs> all concerned. Yes. Where the hell is Mongo? And right. He just like disappeared off the face of the fucking earth. Yep. 
it's sad because honestly, in the age of social media, I would love to follow what the fuck Mongo's doing because he's probably still insane. Oh my goodness! Imagine, like, yeah, now, just an old man. He did come back for uh, to referee some TNA match in like 2008, yeah. and I think that I'm was here, left- baby. Yeah, yeah. I'm here, and I think that was his real last wrestling appearance. So, yeah. folks, that's our Mongo Quinn. Good defense here. Good topic to kick off the season. He's a great. He's a great time. He was just a fun time. He's like a weird anomaly in the history of wrestling. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? There's only been one Mongo. It bugs the Meltzers of the world. Oh, God. Yeah. And I love that the fact that it bugs the Smarks, man. Yeah, it's it was hilarious. It was 12 minutes a week. Who gives a shit? <laughs> and it wasn't bad. No, it's just fun. So, folks, let us know what you think of Mongo. Is he your Mongo or do you hate him? Let us know. You can do that, of course, on Twitter at OVP Podcast. Join the group, though, or shoot us an email. But, Quinn, when we come back, we are kicking off. The first of the Royal Rankings. It is the best and worst WrestleMania main events. Oh boy. Oh boy is right. That'll be coming up right after this. Hey guys, I know a lot of you like wrestling books, and guess what? There's a new one out right now about Lance Von Erich. It's called Lance by Chance, and in this book, you're going to learn all about the 10-year career of the other Von Erich, including his work outside of world class. Just go to LanceByChance.com, LanceByChance.com. Pick up your copy today. We've got the Great American Bash coming up. It's going to be Mongo McMichael and Kevin Green again, not as teammates, this time as adversaries. Listen, my friend. Anytime you get a chance to be a full horseman, you jump at it. No loser of a panther named Kevin Green or anybody else can turn that. But everybody saw what the coward did on Monday Nitro. Everybody in the world saw that loser jump up in the ring, hit me in the back with that Halliburton. No man does that. Well, you do it all the time. I don't know what you're talking about. But the Great American Bash, brother, if you want another beating, you bring it on because we can go full circle with it. I'm going to send you home in a box. And now back to our vantage point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast. And welcome back, wrestling fans, to our vantage point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast. Thanks for being back with us here, kicking off season 22. It is Monday, February the 15th. 2021 and Quinn we talked briefly at the beginning of the show that we do have a Patreon yeah we have it now the reason we do this is not to try to like scam people out of money this or is just, no scamming this is no scam in fact here. you get a lot of crap like when you sign up for this and it's not yeah. crap but I mean that's to say our tagline it's, it's you get a lot of crap OVP you get a lot of crap yeah uh, now what's the point here we have extra content and we think you'll enjoy it if you like our regular show and you've been listening for a while and you're like oh I like Joe and Quinn they're pretty good there's two cannons okay for two dollars you get the 1980 three canon and i want you to understand something you can preview this on youtube or on this podcast feed the older ones this is like the underground this is like the independence of very, it's very underground up in commerce you want to um, be part of something special honestly it is something special the, i the show has developed into one of the best things we do it, it's so different than this show right it, it is it's a totally different show and what it is is we're going through every WWF Championship Wrestling. We started in January of 82, okay? Mm -hmm. But right now we're in October of 83. And the whole point is, let's see what the hell happened 
happened in the couple of years prior to the Hulkamania era. Right, when Vince, it, it kind of starts around the time Vince bought the company yes. from his daddy there. <laughs> from his dad, from his poppy. From his pappy. From his pappy. Yeah, yeah, and then it, we're going into the Hulkamanias. Correct. Yeah. So it's audio or video. If you want to watch the video, you can. You watch it along with us, or you can just listen to the audio version. It's just two bucks a month. You can check that out. Now, if you want to get fancy, the highest tier we have is only $5. That's it. Right. $5 a month. This is it. This is the top tier already. Yeah. We didn't five. go through six <laughs> no. like, sock tiers and all this. Like, all, you know, all this nonsense. sock tier. Yeah, yeah. And what you get on this one is the 83 Canon, obviously, but also the pay-per-view reviews. Now, we mentioned these briefly. It's every WWF pay-per-view. We started with the first WrestleMania in 1985. We are currently at WrestleMania 8. Once a month, a new one comes out. We do them in order. And this is like a full-length, two-and-a-half, three, four-hour review where Quinn and I go through the entire pay-per-view. We even give you the exclusive, very important OVP star ratings. Oh, yeah. The star ratings are very prestigious. Um, <laughs> Melter's, you know, looking out for them because yeah. we correct things like Duggan versus Bossman and things Royal like Rumble that. 90, yeah. yeah, like, you know, his mistakes, we're, we're there to clean that up. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So if you're a big fan of OVP and you're a big fan of old WWF pay-per-views, You'll love this. Just give it a shot. You know, just try it out. If you don't like it, you feel like you don't need it, you don't have time to listen, just cancel it. There's no penalty for canceling or anything no, like no that. No penalty. You can just come back and get your tea again. <laughs> yes. Immediately. Yes. Like, it, it is nice that it's not, um like... There's no contract. Right. So you can just shut it on and off. Yeah. Like, you got a bad month, shut it off. Give yeah, it it's try. like, oh, I'm back in the gravy again, and then you can turn it back on. Snatch that gravy up. Yeah. Give it a try. It's patreon.com slash OVP podcast. If you want to support us, we'd appreciate it. Thank you very much. Now, Quinn? Right. Royal rankings. Yes. So, for anyone that's newer to the show, what is the royal rankings? Each season before the season starts, over on our Facebook group, remember that one, we ask you, the fans, to give us a list of your top 10 and bottom 10 of something. For this season, it's WrestleMania main events. So our chief statistician, Joe Merkel, he handles all of that. I don't know how he does it. It's got machines. It's got machines. He compiles all of the votes and puts them into two separate tanks, one for the best, one for the worst. And we alternate. We take out two names at a time by random drawing. And by the end of the season, what you're going to have is the definitive certified OVP organic USDA certified organic and healthy best and worst WrestleMania main events of all time. Quinn, obviously there's nothing on the board. There's not <laughs> anything. So there's nothing to say. Um, I guess we just uh, bring them on down, right? We'll bring them on down here. Let's go down to Howard Finkel for the Royal rankings. Ladies and gentlemen, it is now time. Steve 
rankings of WrestleMania main events. Quinn, this is going to be a good one, man. It's going to be a doozy. It's going to um, be a doozy. It's nice uh, living, reliving WrestleMania all in that opening there. Isn't it nice that we even got special theme music for this one yeah, this time around? I guess, I guess we're done then, right? I mean, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I've just lived through all Good night, everybody. Yeah, good night. <laughs> now, Quinn, uh, before we start here, what do you think makes an ideal or a really good WrestleMania main event? What what criterion is there to get on this list? Well, first of all, it's the anticipation for it is high. Um, it's good something one. you want to see. Yep. Um, I, I know that's very basic, but you can't headline the greatest match of the year, allegedly, or whatever, yeah. and not be something that the uh, the fans want to see. In a lot of cases, but not always, it may even be where you don't know who is going to win, but not always. Sometimes you right. know who's going to win, and that's still good. Right? I mean, the idea really is to just pit two of your top stars together so that it's the most questionable, I guess. Yeah, right, you know right. I mean? Where it's a coming together of two, you know, like Hogan and Warrior is a good example. Right. I'm sure that made the list. We'll have to see as the season goes on. Exactly. But it's something like that, right? Right. Okay, so what we're going to do, folks, is we're going to have two names come out this week. Remember, we're going to rank them. One will be better than the other, and then... Two weeks from now, it'll be ranking time again. Next week is the flush. That's the worst ones. Quinn, I think we're ready to start here, right? Let's, it's uh, fresh let's start. hit it up. Who's, who's first here? Let's go down to the fans and find out who drew number one. Streaks are meant to be broken. Good things must come to an end. And absolutely nothing lasts forever. Shawn Michaels... The Undertaker, Wrestle 25. Wow, Wrestle 25, eh? <laughs> so this is known, first of all, for being the time The Undertaker said Wrestle 25. Yes, of course. So there's that. At, Wrestle tw- at WrestleMania 25. Now, what I want to make mention of here, just real briefly before we get into it, Joe Merkel uh, made sure to establish some criterion on Facebook that even if the match didn't go on last... We're going by our definition of main event here is what was promoted the most and or went on last. That okay, type of thing, so we okay? are leaving some. There's some wiggle game. room. Yeah, because see, here's the thing. I want to say this before we start. The later WrestleManias, they basically like would line these shows up with like six main events, essentially. Yes, right? exactly. It's like, because it's like, well, we got to maximize. You're going to be here for five hours right. or whatever we got to maximize the main event factor right here so usually there'd be like five main events for each hour <laughs> right, right. so know? in cases where it's like the later wrestlemanias where they might have had like two main events both are usually eligible right so for wrestle 25 undertaker sean didn't go on last triple h orton did but let's be honest do you remember that no <laughs> I mean, yeah, <laughs> exactly. It, That's it, the point. I was there for Sean versus the the Taker, my favorite wrestler versus a guy that's unbeatable. Correct. And on top of it is Shawn Michaels was doing so good at that point in time. Well, that it was you know it was feasible that like you know maybe Sean can end this shit. Right. 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 This is uh the background of this folks is pretty simple. So Wrestle twenty five, WrestleMania twenty five. Sorry. Uh, back at the um back at the Astrodome in Houston, by the way, right. was a. Uh, 2009, April 2009, and The Undertaker had been very much like they've been pushing the streak by this point. It right. like deep into the streak. We are being deep streaked. Yeah. Very, very yeah. much so. And it's like, remember when he started on Jimmy Snuka and they yeah. show us videos every year? It's yeah. like, it, it, ah, 20 and out or whatever yeah. it was, right? And Shawn Michaels was on his latter career renaissance. Was right, he still was just excellent. kicking a bunch of ass. I believe the year before, am I getting this right, did he fight John Cena at WrestleMania in the main event or uh, something because Triple H got hurt? Two years prior. Two that years, was, that, was yeah. Wrestle, that was Wrestle 23. I was thinking it's 2008 when that happened. <laughs> Sorry. But. No, he uh, the year before was your favorite where he beat Ric Flair. 
oh yeah, leave the memories alone. Yeah, he man, alone. Sean was just on a hot streak. Well, he huh? was like, and, holy moly, and that the, was like two years of was, hot. And in between the flare yeah. thing and this, he had the Jericho feud. Which this is, is why actually I always well say regarded. it's like Shawn Michaels has two careers. Oh, he does. He's and got it, he's got the the heel slash face whatever he was in the in the nineties honky tonk man era. Yeah, IC champion. And then style. he comes back as an older gentleman and he kicks. All sorts of ass. He's great. And has no. all the best matches on the card. Like, And he's not even in the main event all the time, but every time he's on, everyone's like, well, we got to watch that. It's yeah. like, because it's going to be the best thing. No, I got to give Shawn Michaels credit. You know, Quinn's, if you're new here, Quinn is the Shawn Michaels fan on the yeah. show. I like him. but It, uh, it, it brought but a smile to my face. Oh, you didn't every lose Every time he was in the ring, because it felt like a bonus, because a lot of yeah. my life... I thought his career was over. Right. Like, you know what I mean? There was like four years there where you didn't get to see him. No, this was yeah. a big deal. And I remember, Quinn, we watched this together, actually. We watched Wrestle 25 together. Yep. And I remember being very excited for this match because on the Undertaker side of things, right? Undertaker was in that period of time where he wasn't quite a part-timer yet, but he was getting there. He was, yeah, you're right. He wasn't full-on no. part-time. He was still wrestling pretty regularly. And this is during his renaissance, which I want to say really began around 04 when he came back as the dead man. Yeah. Where he was finally, for the first time in his career, really, putting on what the Smarks would call good matches, right? Five-star match and six-star match. He became a finesse pitcher, basically. Like, all of a sudden. There you you, go. you know, like in a baseball terms, right? era Mike Mussina, yeah, if you be, will. All of a sudden, it stopped being about die, 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 and power, and like, I'm going to power bomb you through a roof and all <laughs> <Yeah>. this shit. <laughs> like, instead, it was, no, no, I'm going to out-wrestle your ass, and I, yeah. I know UFC or whatever <laughs> yeah, he did, like, you know? Before that, he knew KFC. Yeah. You ever checked him out in 2000, but, because yeah. I don't like his 2000 period. I like the American Badass gimmick, but I don't like Almost any to be of his fair, matches. American Badass is where they started to develop the fact that, hey, this guy knows some striking or something. He's got fancy gloves on and yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. So this was a well-promoted match that had its genesis in the Royal Rumble, if you recall, because Sean and Taker had that big confrontation. And out of nowhere, everyone's like, oh, shit, these yeah, two haven't at, wrestled in this forever. This is at the Royal Rumble. I remember this. They confronted each other. Yeah. I remember being super excited about this. Oh, God, are you it, kidding? It literally... Had they not fought since um, Rumble you know, 98? Rum, yeah, from literally when he, Sean got hurt. Yes. From in the Undertaker match. In the match. Undertaker match. Yeah. This is like 11 years in the making, right? And you got to remember, folks, if you weren't watching at this time, this is before, like I said, the Undertaker. Everyone knew he was older. Him and Sean are the same age here, right? They're, right. they're both born in 65. They're both like 43, 44, right? The thing is, this felt like the last chance yeah. where we'd really get to see them have a feud and yeah. fight. Now, obviously, they wrestled again the next year, but let's not get to that. That uh, was because this one was so yeah. good, though. That's really the reason it happened, because it this ended up being one of the best WrestleMania matches. Some people, there's people who think this is like the best WrestleMania match they ever saw. I agree. There are some people who say that. I don't agree that I, I yeah. think it is, but I, there are people that it's say that I've there. seen that. Yes. Yeah. I was very excited for it. And this is one of those cases where we're talking about the criteria for a good WrestleMania main event. Was it a big draw? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Did people want to see this? Hell yeah. They waited so long to have them fight again that it really, yeah. really was like the crowd was begging for it. You know what's but. crazy? Sean had been back almost seven years yes, by this point. That's what I mean. Is Sean had been back almost a second career by this <laughs> yeah. point. You know what I mean? Right. And they had kept them apart. I think they were on different shows. I think Undertaker was on SmackDown. Right, and, and Sean, Sean was, was on, on Raw. Raw, always dealing with Triple H, <laughs> yeah, or Jericho, oh, yeah, or, or something, all, all that yeah. stuff, right? Shelton Benjobman and stuff. And Benjobman, is that yeah. what you said? Okay, just making sure. And uh, 
so not only was it a big draw, not only had it hadn't happened in a long time, it's two of your biggest like legacy stars of the nineties, right? And they're gonna meet at WrestleMania and the streak is on the line. And it's conceivable that Shawn Michaels could win. Now because he isn't like a weird like nostalgia act yet. No, he's an active He's an Every active, week wrestler. Like, always a threat to the world title. Yes. Doesn't really like focus on belts. But no, you, he doesn't. You know, that's what's so awesome about this Shawn Michaels run is that he doesn't focus on titles, but you know he can basically take it if he wants. Like, yeah, you know what I mean? That's like beyond, the way his character is. Right. It wouldn't be beyond the scope of belief if Shawn were to win the title one more time. Right. Yeah. And what I really like about it is the execution of the whole thing. I am not generally a fan of the big overwrought 30 minute matches. And this did go about 30, but generally it's because triple H is in them. Yeah. <laughs> triple H is not in this one. Yeah. And so this one is okay to be 30 minutes in my opinion. I think a lot of people remember Sean's entrance in the all white. Yes. So they, they tried to have this juxtaposition because if you remember Shawn Michaels during his run, a big part of it was that he was born again and, and like his Christian imagery. Right. And I know they did the stupid thing with Vince McMahon or whatever, but other than that, <laughs> mostly it was mostly it was like, you know, it was just a, a side thing they would it mention was, yeah. when he came to the ring. It's like, oh, you know, back injury, born right, again, right. blah, blah, blah. It like, wasn't it, overtly focused on. Yeah. But it was known. Yeah, it was known, but it worked perfectly against The Undertaker. Right, because Undertaker, I'm literally dark side yeah, and all this. Creatures. Like, why not embellish it a little bit, right? Right. So Sean comes out in the all white, and yeah. what I kind of like too is even though Sean was uh, a face and the Undertaker was a face, Sean kind of played heel, mm. and he's. And I think that's the right decision in all seriousness. Well, because the Undertaker's fans are the creatures. Quinn. The, the creatures of the night. They're pretty. They, they're pretty ravenous about yeah, this this streak. I they're like no, seven eleven at one a.m. Nobody <laughs> nobody defies the streak. <laughs> like, it's like how dare you? <laughs> not even Shawn freaking Michaels, who's like the best wrestler in the entire company. Calm down. Bret Hart was obviously. Yeah. Quinn, what are you talking about? Not at that time. Uh, he, was, he wore shorts during <laughs> that time. So. No, Shawn. <laughs> yeah, I think it's time we bury the hatchet. <laughs> Extend my hand in friendship. Yeah, DX babies gear on Shawn so Michaels. Bad. It's yeah. all bad. They, it's just because of the way they're dressed. It's all it is. It's, 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 it's fine. Like, it's a great moment. But if they had regular clothes, it would have been Both better. Both of them are dressed like goofs. I don't know what that's about. Terrible. Anyway, back to the match. Yeah, so Undertaker does his entrance. Sean does his. And they have folks. And if you've seen it, you know what I'm talking about. An absolutely awesome, classic style Undertaker, Shawn Michaels. Man, these two had great chemistry to begin with. If you right. look at their 1997 work. Oh my God. Hell in a Cell. And yeah. the one before that in September is really good. Yeah. But this was it. more, I always felt that this felt oddly more technical than usual for them. Most of their matches were like Undertaker in a cage and stairs and all this bullshit. Sean getting like flinged into yeah. stuff. Like This had more wrestling in it, perhaps. Yeah. And this is during the period of time where Sean really was still at the top of his game. Right. And I don't, Say that often about Shawn Michaels it, on it, this show. You know what's funny is that at the beginning, I felt it was hard for you to admit that Sean was as good as he was. But then you like latter career. Once is. you got once a couple years went by, you even you were like, yeah. this guy's the real fucking deal. No, he like is. He, he's the he is the best wrestler on the roster. Period. Probably at that point, I'd have yeah, to agree like, with there's you. There's no there's no question anymore. I think I'd have to agree. Yeah. In, in 2009, he was still. This actually won, for whatever you care, 
It actually won match of the year by the observer. Which is crazy because this doesn't seem like something. Right, right. Not Japan. Well, yeah, or even whatever, you know, the criteria is there. And it also won it by PWI, but who gives a shit about the aftermags? You yeah, know what I they, mean? They don't matter by this point. No. Don't call them the aftermags. <sighs> Sorry. Uh, so yeah. anyway, I don't, we're not going to, it's not like we're going to do play by play of the match or anything. No, That's but, not the point of this, but. Is this a fucking main event? Even if it didn't yeah. go on last, I mean, holy shit, is this good? I think it's up there too, because like I said, it had it all. It had the technical. It had the the background to it. Right. Like it was years in the making for them to fight again. Yeah. Um. It had the spectacle, like the big entrances. Um. Took place in a big arena, and it was just something everyone wanted to see. And it delivered on top of it. It one thousand percent delivered, and this is before. Triple H took this formula and tried to like yeah. emulate it. Remember, he had two matches with the Undertaker. So yeah, that's the only thing that the bad that came out of it was uh, Triple H there thinking, "Oh, I'm gonna." As he always did. Okay, can I just say one thing about Triple H that always pisses me off more than anything, especially as a Shawn Michaels fan? Yeah, it's that he always <laughs> like Shawn does something, and he always. Always, that's my best friend, pal. Latches onto it, and it's like, oh, I'm gonna do it like my 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 mentor, Shawn Michaels, you know, like, and I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna Real try, ticket. I'm gonna try to get it better than it was, right? And like, it's always like chasing stuff that Shawn does, and it's always with Shawn. It's just for him, it's just like, oh, it's just like whatever's in his path, like, right. you know what I mean? Like, no, he, no, no. he's not trying. No, he's just <laughs> doing. He's doing his best. Yeah, he's just <laughs> doing his best, and he got this fucking clinger on in the background it's like oh Shawn michaels did it i'm gonna try it now and i'm gonna make it better or whatever and because now i got stephanie here and i can control the company or whatever and i can get whatever matches i want and it's just like fuck off like have your own career like just let Shawn michaels do his Shawn michaels stuff and like stop like latching on to him that's all now does this disdain stem from the night after wrestlemania yes, 14 partially. <laughs> but then it, like, here's the thing is it at first it was like a kayfabe thing but then it started to be like a legitimate like business thing where you notice like why does he just do whatever Shawn michaels did oh he had two matches with the undertaker i'm gonna have two wrestlemania matches it's with the just undertaker. What the so fuck? annoying and they're not as good and they're not as good but yet in WWF, you notice they always rewrite history and they say yes. that Triple H's matches were like the <laughs> pinnacle of WrestleMania matches, Undertaker WrestleMania. They do this like to this day. <laughs> they do. They, they act like, no, they were better than those Shawn Michaels once. In my... <laughs> <laughs> like, they do. Like, they do. They yeah. do. In my opinionation, uh, this is Undertaker's best WrestleMania match. Period, yes. And possibly his best match, period. The first one with Shawn. Yes. Because it was fresh. It was like it was fresh. It, it was the first time you really, really were like, "Wow, the Undertaker was he like holding back all these years or something?" Like, why is he so good? He just saved up for the big game, man. And yeah, he, he delivered. I think uh, even though it didn't close the show, it went on third to last, you know, or second. Yeah, third. This to last. actually started a streak of it, a mini streak within the streak of good Undertaker matches. Yeah. Also, yeah, the year before with Batista was good too. Yes, that, that's what I mean. That was like getting before, it warmed up, it right? Was. It was yeah. like that's when it started revving up. It's like okay, Undertaker is like. Yeah, he has this streak, but he's actually good yeah. at WrestleMania. He, so it's like he they, was. It, it's it became it made it into a thing. I think this cemented it as something they could market WrestleMania out, like where at WrestleMania you get a really good Undertaker match. Remember that yes. started to just be part of WrestleMania. That, it did. No, it absolutely did. And it always did. delivered like yep. weirdly. And I think that this is the first example of that, really, and the yeah. best example of that, without yeah. question. Mm -hmm. I really like it. Uh, again, folks. 
Whether or not it went on last isn't the only criteria here. It was extremely well promoted, and you fans are the ones that voted it in. Right. We allowed it to be eligible. What Merkel did. Yeah. So, and I and I can totally see it in because I, I just last last point. Yep. I've heard people say that this is actually like believe it or not like and it's not like I'm not mocking them or anything because I I think that like this is definitely up there. I've heard people say that this is the greatest WrestleMania match ever. I have too. Like for real. And also, Joe Merkel, I think, consulted with Dave Meltzer. I'm not even kidding. I think he asked him on Twitter like, what? what the criteria is. Oh. And Meltzer said it's like it's also what draws the most and what they promote the most. Right. It's, it's not, all of it. It's not always yeah. what goes on last. Okay. Right. Uh, so with that said, Quinn, why don't we find out if you're ready to find out who drew number two. Hogan, Rock. Need wow. I say more? There's another one <laughs> oh where it wasn't God. technically the main event, but it no, was. But it was though. That's yeah. like that was the selling point of WrestleMania 18, and that's why it made the list. Yeah, when not we Triple it. H dog match or God, whatever. Is that horrible? How you... is he? By the way, how is he always involved when there's something good that's not in the main event? <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, you know, even even Triple H is like Vince. This we this is a rare instance where Triple H himself has come out and been like we. we it's, we shouldn't have been in the main event. Yeah. Like this is not this is not the kind of thing that right. should be at the main event. When people think WrestleMania 18, I'm almost positive most people remember this. I'm pretty sure, like on the cover of of the like you know posters, po- the, po- not even the posters. I'm talking about like the DVDs and shit back then. Yeah, like it was always Rock Hogan on. <laughs> That's because this is this is the main event, you yeah. know, in terms of the main draw and the main mm-hmm. selling point of WrestleMania. And even the poster, the DVD, all of it, it's like yes, it's Icon versus Icon, Hogan versus Rock. Right. Yeah. That's the point of it. Now, this one, folks, doesn't require too much background either, other than saying Hulk Hogan came back in February of 02. Yeah, with a new world odor or whatever. But I'm going to inject poison, blah, blah, blah. And him, Hall and Nash come in. Now, can I just say at the beginning of this, not that it was good, but this was this right here. Yeah. Was the the point at which it was like all those Turner contracts are running out and everyone was a little yes everyone was kind of amped up right they were like oh shit like WCW people are like really gonna be a re- not like the crappy Jindrick or whatever it's like no like this is like <laughs> this is legit now you know it's like we got Scott Hall Nash Scott Scott, Hall, Scott Co- Nash Scott Nash. <laughs> Kevin Hall, we Stephen got, Stills. We got all of them. Right. And the Hulkster, brother. And the Hulkster. Yeah, I like that, by the way, I like that Mark Jindrak is a punchline on this show because it, it just is. Because <laughs> to me, it represents like what the crappy WCW people. It like, just does. It's, it's a shame that Booker T got like lumped into, lumped into them. Yeah. Um, I mean, we didn't even get Rey Mysterio until all that Turner shit was over. Yeah, we didn't get him until later, right? Yeah. Until 02. He had to like sit out and just wait. Until, <laughs> yeah, because Ray, that was actually a waste because Ray was like in the prime of his career. He was. You know what I mean? Yes. It's like he had to like wait a year wait. to like come and get highlighted. Absolutely. Yeah. So Hogan Rock here. So like Quinn alluded to, the uh, the NWO had come in in the mid. The, the reason Vince, in case you forgot, lost track, weren't watching. The reason Vince injected poison into his own company is because Ric Flair was the co-owner. Remember yeah, that angle? Yeah, okay, right. And That's so they the were, reason. He's trying to like ruin it for Ric Flair. Now, would it have made more sense if it was the other way around? Yeah. It would have been even better if he had gotten Bischoff earlier and 
Bischoff was the one that injected the poison. Well, because, yeah, because Bischoff hates Ric Flair also in K-Fob like or whatever. Yeah, it would have been. But anyway, it happened and it was fine. Some people might forget that there was some, like, buffoonery in the lead up to this match like something to do with an ambulance or something like that like, there was nobody, too much nobody cares about it see here's the thing this is one of those situations where the match was so great that like everyone matter. nobody even remembered any of this Correct. shit other than them showing a video package yes. at the beginning so i'm okay with it the big drawing point here and a lot of people said well why wasn't it hogan versus austin uh, Austin didn't want to, from what I understand, because there was is, disagreement over who would go yeah. over. His 2002 is probably the lowest point of his WWF career. He was a big bitch in 02, and he, he, admits, gets a pass. It, he admits it too. He gets a pass, whereas like a Shawn Michaels doesn't, or a Hulk Hogan doesn't. But he didn't like ruin the company. Like you know, he what didn't. I mean? But he ruined their plans. He fucked over WWF's plans. You know, yeah, we do. You're right. I and mean, I we like get, Austin. We I'm give not... Sean a bunch of shit for what he did, but Rightfully Austin. So. I'm saying Austin <laughs> did the same kind of thing in 2002. He did. He he was a pain in the ass in 02, whereas he had never been, from what I understand, to that point. You know, or to that extent. But I mean, but, a lot of that, from what also Austin has said, just on the side here, is that Austin was like he was fucked up and yes. like broken and like he he had no patience for this Correct. shit anymore it's like he, he, he wants what he wants he's given his like neck up for this company like he, he's admitted yeah. his wrongdoing yeah as a Shawn michaels yeah. has as well the standing was but i'm saying it was caused because he was like burnt out he, was, he, yes. he, he just had no patience he was, for them not doing what he wanted to do and he was physically yeah uh tired too and hurt yeah. and i think jr pritchard is you know said austin was very paranoid about losing his spot right you know he was and, and that happens sometimes so whatever but that's the reason it was Rock Hogan and not Austin Hogan. And I'm glad it was this because The Rock had the perfect amount of uh, charisma here and, and just was willing to be the heel for the match, which we're going to get to in a second. So the buildup is it's icon versus icon. This has never happened before and it may never happen again. Whether it was because of the NWO or not, Hulk Hogan is back. Right. That's the big deal, right? And The Rock, let's just mention something about The Rock. He was already a part-timer at this point, which is crazy. He's like yeah. 29 years old. His scorpion kinging it up. Yeah, no, but I mean, he, was. He, was, he was a light part-timer. I, I I would say he was there about 80% of the time. Like, it was like a lot. He About that point, he was still there. He was there enough to still seem like he was there all the time, but he yeah. wasn't there all the time. Yeah. You know I, what I mean? I, I don't like to think of it as like one of those like Brock Lesnar situations. No, he, he wasn't. Was, he was still showing up on like SmackDown yes. and Raw and whatever. Like, like. But it was in Consistently, chunks. Consistently, yeah. It was in chunks, right? He'd be there for a couple weeks and then yes. be off for a couple weeks, right? So in this case, we got Hogan versus Rock, the big buildup. Forget about the angle around it. Saying Hogan versus Rock is enough, in my opinion. Right. In all seriousness. Yeah, and The Rock was really still on a roll, even though he was there part-time. Like yeah. People recognized him. Like, basically, at that point in time, I personally felt like Austin and Rock were essentially equals that I did agree. their own thing. That separately and sometimes would cross paths. I agree with you 100%. And I think that Rock could slide into this spot against Hogan and no one batter than I, you know, which is a big deal. And I personally, okay, just as a weird aside here. Yes. For some reason, it felt like because The Rock had connections family wise to like Rocky Johnson in like the 83 camera. Grandma was the booker. It like when Rock said stuff like, I remember meeting you when I was a kid and all this, it 
Honestly, yeah, I don't think point. that could have worked as well with Steve Austin. Austin didn't like Hogan. Austin didn't like Hogan. <laughs> but he, wasn't, he wasn't even really like, he had no reverence or even involvement with Hulk Hogan his entire career. Other than that, he was mad that one time that like yeah. WCW fired him. Yes. Blah, blah, blah. Like that's probably the only thing they could have gone with. And that would, yeah, that would have been how they had to build that match if they did it that way. But you're right. Yeah. This one was like, no, I was a Hulkster. You know, The Rock. I was a little Hulkster. I remember I was when, a when my dad... Show, brought me to you in backstage yeah. and it was so cool and blah 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 so that's you're right that's a yeah. great point there's a little bit of emotional investment there right obviously the big deal here is wrestlemania 18 uh march 17 2002 was held at the sky dome the return to canada yeah and the last time hulk hogan wrestled he there he lost to the warrior yeah and this is interesting because not only is it two big stars right and it is undisputedly the draw of wrestlemania 18 if you out there bought this pay-per-view because of Triple H, Lucy, Jericho, Stephanie, I want to hear from you. Yeah. Because I don't think anyone did. No one did. That was just an accessory. No one gave a fuck. No one wanted that. Here's the <laughs> interesting thing. Concerns. As a Jericho fan, I was like, this is so cool. Jericho's in the main event or whatever. But also, like, I felt like this Hulk thing, like, sneaked the fuck up on you. Like, you thought, like... Yeah, in February. Because really, the focus of the company was this undisputed, unified WCWWF title yes, thing. That and Jericho won. And it seemed pretty cool at the time that Jericho won it. Yep. But, like, as soon as the, the NWO showed up, it was like none of that fucking mattered yeah, anymore. It was like, well, what is going to happen with NWO? Are they going to fight all the, the main WF people? Right. Like, this is cool, right? Yep. And I really don't know why they had to do the dog thing. The I dog. don't know why Jericho and the Triple dog. H didn't split off into, like, individually one of them fights Nash and Hall and Austin. Like, well, because like, Austin fought Hall. I know, but I'm saying who... No one fought Nash. No, he so. was just there as a backup. Yeah, it was just weird. Real. I think, wasn't he a backup in case, like, Hall showed up like poor or something I'm i don't serious. even know why wasn't the whole why wasn't nash wrestling because he was a backup for hall that was it i think so that's so stupid i think that's why but what a waste of nash you get you get all three of them and you can only use two of them because one of them's drunk don't worry like, nash that, wrestled later towards quad it worked out for yeah. him uh so <laughs> to rock hogan please so yeah. with rock hogan right hogan's big return to the wwf right it's gonna be his first match back since 1993 crazy crazy right? because especially like I think what we didn't emphasize enough here is, is that the concept of the rock fighting Hulk Hogan seemed like something that would like, how is that even possible? They're from two different time Generations, periods, yeah. eras, different companies. Yep. Like, you know, like this will never, there's no way. Yeah. And when JR kept saying like, Man, you never thought to see this, whatever he said, like you, that was actually true. It actually, like, you know what? It wasn't just JR being saying stupid shit. Right. And this was just such a big deal. So Hogan, has a big hero's welcome to the Sky Dome. <laughs> Which was unexpected. Unexpected. They, the company didn't think that was going to happen. They were like, oh, it's NWO Hogan. They're going to boo him, right? And it's The Rock. Right. You know? But just like the year before, where The Rock, who was a face, was taking on Austin in his home state, mm -hmm. this is what I really like about The Rock, psychology-wise. He's like, all right, they're booing me. I'm going to play the heel. Like halfway through the match, they just abandoned the dynamic. Right. And they flipped and Hogan started playing to the crowd. Here's the thing that's interesting about The Rock as a wrestler is because he came, he, be, he became a big deal as a heel. 
Yeah. It's not hard for him to just slip back. Yeah, and he you does. Know, he can do it mid-match. It doesn't fucking matter because literally his character is kind of a dick anyway. Always a like, dick. even as a face. He's always a jerk-off. Right. He's not really a face character. It's kind of the point of him. Yeah. Like, even when he comes back to this day, he's just insulting like, everyone. Like, it's like, who, like, who are you? Yeah, it's, you just, like, it's just like, it's weird that you're a face. Right. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's always weird that he's a face. Exactly. So, yeah, midway through the match. By the way, JR, a mixed reaction. Everyone's booing the rock and cheering <laughs> like, on. Mixed reaction. It's 100% everyone's rooting for Hulk. <laughs> mixed reaction. Damn it, I got mixed. Certainly a mixed reaction here. I'm sure much will be spoke of and written about that. Do you think, do you think the rock expected a mixed reaction? Do you think Hulk expected a mixed reaction? Like, you know, what? Canada's weird, JR. <laughs> like, King. <laughs> It's bizarre world up here. You know how he is. I got to give it to JR and King. This is probably my last favorite period of time for King. I know some of you don't like King as an announcer. King's great. Don't don't besmirch the King. Serious King in O2 here at WrestleMania 18. He puts over the match. I don't want to oh, yeah. fucking hear it. Yeah, he's he's great. He's good at this one. Yeah. Because he, he's not a puppy. It's none of that. Never thought I'd see this, JR. He actually like, tries, though. Yeah. JR sounds more moronic with the mixed reaction. It's like, like shut up. It's not fucking mixed cheering Hogan. At all. Yeah, you know what the mix is? 100% Hogan, 0% Rock. That's yeah. your fucking mix. Yeah. Anyway. 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 Uh, so they have a match that is a classic Hogan match, in my right. opinion. It's not like a technical no. masterpiece. But really... What Hogan match is? Really, it's one of the first modern examples of the crowd just owning this match. Like, they just loved it. Like, yeah. they just they ate every single thing they did up if the rock got an advantage boo we hate this ship get the fuck out of here <laughs> hogan does something yeah <laughs> like hulk hogan rules hogan does a back scratch and girls are taking their shirts off and yeah. throwing it at him you know what i mean B- women's boobs are being shown it's crazy <laughs> yankees are throwing beers yeah and uh yeah no and the crowd's into the match not themselves no the yeah cr- they're they're like i said they're hanging on yeah. every single you know they go and they bump into each other's chest <gasps> like oh no like both didn't go down like oh right. my god like you know so if you want to sit there and be like well actually they only did 16 yeah. moves in this whole match do you not understand wrestling it's well, worth the motherfucking crowd to get the people into the fucking building yeah and to be invested in it that's the point of wrestling hey calm the fuck down Anyway, the, the crowd Thank loves you. this shit. They love every minute of it. They love it so much. And Hogan loses. Yes. And the crowd is pissed. <laughs> yeah, which is weird because but usually... Some, some cheer, some cheer. every occasion at WrestleMania where Hogan lost, like the Warrior or whatever... Yeah. They're like, yeah, okay, Hogan loses. This right. is awesome, right? But at this, they're like, this is fucking outrageous. <laughs> Fuck the rock. Like, you know what I mean? Like the whole crowd. And then a great moment, actually, where after the match... Hogan starts his face turn. He meekly like holds out his hand. Remember? He's all like weakened. I love. So this is even a better sell than after the warrior match because Hulk's like he has to like take his weightlifting belt off because <laughs> there's like too much pressure on his like ribs or something. Yeah. Like remember, and he's like kind of like falling over, and he's like oh oh like it's like definitely very concerned Hogan. It's so Hogan. It's like it's like scared Hogan when yes. he puts out the hand or whatever. <laughs> like it's like modern version of scared Hogan. Yeah, because he's like I don't know if he's gonna beat me up, brother. Like you know what I mean? Yep. Like. I'll be dead, okay? Hey, I'll be dead. I'll be there, King. I'll be there. 
And then they have that great moment uh, on the ramp at the very end of the match where Hogan raises Rock's hand and Rock gets legit emotional. Yeah. Because he just fucking beat Hulk Hogan. At WrestleMania. At WrestleMania. Yeah, it's crazy. And like I was saying, this match, no, it, it's, I was going on a com- comedic tirade there, so don't write any angry letters. Yeah. This match is not a work rate match in terms of moves and all those things, but it is a work the crowd match. It is taking advantage of of what the crowd is doing. They adapted to the crowd. It's two professionals yes, at work. Correct. That realizing, like reading the room and yeah, realizing yeah. that like, okay, this is what we're doing. We've both done this for many years <laughs> yeah. now. We know what the fuck we're doing. Hogan's a great psychologist. Yeah. He doesn't get enough credit for that, but this is a Hogan match with the rock as his opponent. Because Hogan too, adju- you have to remember Hogan adjusted on the fly to being a face. He went right back into it, too. Yeah. He probably loved that. In his heart of hearts, he probably loved that he could do that. And he loved that The Rock was just willing to roll with it. Love it. Right? Because he, if you've ever talked to, like, listen to what Hogan said about The Rock, I've never heard him not praise The Rock. Like, he thinks The Rock is, like, one of the best talents to ever exist, period. Like, other than him. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm serious. Like, Hogan is, is like, Ed Leslie also. he's, like, really weirdly in love with The Rock. Loves like. Him. He's like, oh, he took it to the next level for the new generation and blah, blah, blah. Like, he's like, he, he was a big he, deal, man. He's a big rock supporter. He was a big deal. Yeah. So that's WrestleMania 18. That is what uh, was voted in for WrestleMania 18. And I mm-hmm. totally support it. Quinn, this is actually a very, I don't know who wins this one, difficult one for me to start ranking because. So here's my, just before, this is my gut reaction, right? Go with your gut. I really think it's Undertaker and Sean because Ooh. here's the thing. Yeah. Is all the stuff we talk about with the Hulk thing? Yeah. The only thing that match didn't have was technical masterpiece. Yeah. And it's like to me, technical masterpiece is like a cherry on top. Mm. If it's if it's what I'm saying yeah. is if 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 it's clicking in all the other areas. Do you see what I I'm saying? I know what there? you're saying. Yes. Like that that that's the only thing that elevates it is because the the Undertaker versus Sean. It actually Oof. it actually like. Every the build up, everything, the fan reaction, all that. It's got all the stuff the Hulk and the Rock have. It does. But it has the cherry on the top of like the well, all, you're also getting the wrestling. Like, you know what I mean? That's all I'm saying there. That's why it's my gut over the other one. I think the one thing that Hogan Rock has over it is memorability. This is a bigger that's moment true. and a bigger that's match. true. You but know what I mean? Here's the thing that's unfair, I think, to the the Undertaker versus Sean. Is there was no way at Wrestle 25 to know that the match would get diluted because of the endless rematches? No, I know that. I know that. I'm saying, like, in the moment, this felt like one of the greatest WrestleMania matches you ever saw. From a what makes a good match perspective, it's. And it even had the build with the Royal Rumble thing. Like, you know? I think, though, that Hogan Rock is bigger. It's. mm, I do. It's bigger as far as a moment. But does the moment factor override all the all the parts that we get with the Undertaker? The, the, what I mean by the parts is like this: all the sum of the parts of the Undertaker versus Sean one. Does it eke it out? You know what I'm saying? Like because it's got all the pieces that are working, whereas the only piece the Hulk one doesn't have is the like the match part. But does it need that? Doesn't need it, right? I'm just saying. I'm just saying from a if we're ranking things, mm-hmm. we're, we got to take all the factors in. That's all. You're right about that. Yeah. Oh, God, this is hard, though, because I really, my gut is Hogan Rock. Because well, I love Hogan yeah. Rock. I'm not, I'm not besmirching that. I really enjoy it, too. I'm just saying 
when we rank, don't we always like we have to look at everything and like that? It's just one of those like it's where the ch- chips fall with this. The only thing I'm concerned with Quinn is if we if we elevate Undertaker Shawn Michaels to the very top because of the wrestling aspect of it, which is okay. I'm not. Yeah. Can anything top it then? Hmm. If that's, yeah, I guess what you're saying. If I that's mean, the overriding criteria. I mean, sometimes there's cri- I, I don't. I don't think that it can't be topped. I just think that it's. But Hogan Rock can't top it. Then what can? I think there's been. You think there's things ba- that can there, top it? I think it. there's. I think there's been Hulk Hogan matches themselves that have topped it, even, even though they lack the wrestling with much quality. worse wrestling. But why wouldn't Hogan Rock top it then? I mean, look at it. Because here's the thing: is that. I oddly think of these two matches in like a compartment because of the fact that they weren't the main main event. That's a good point. It's a battle of two matches that are like that should have been should have been the main event. They're like sub main events. I mean, we're counting them as main events for the purpose of this because they're drawing power in the way they were promoted. So they feel like they're in this weird like they're only competing with each other because I don't know if we'll have another situation like this. You know what I mean? (laughs) You know what? That's a good point. You know, that's a very good point. It's kind of like that, and I think they'll be uh, weirdly like like handcuffed to each other on this list like they'll move together yeah i mean without without knowing who's gonna draw and when we gotta imagine that some other hulk hogan matches against a very tall man and a very warrior man might make this list for example yeah uh and then you're saying because i get i get what you mean and also the fact that they're more modern they take place more modern yeah i mean they kind of take place in the same well they take place Mm. in the same decade so it's like they're in the same uh, like ballpark General of each realm, other. Yeah, yeah. the, the uh, ruthless aggression era. Well, I guess the tail end of the ruthless aggression the, is the, the other second one. one. But, yeah. I mean, it's all. It feels very. They're only seven years apart. They, they bookend each of their eras of the of that one era. <laughs> that's a good like point, they, they really do. Um, two thousand two to two thousand nine. Yeah, like that's, that's like an era right there. Yeah. I don't know, Quinn. I think Hogan Rock is still the bigger main event. If it's just strictly just the main event, I just mean when you think back and you think about oh god but no you're undertaker sean is really it still gets talked about see see here's the thing is right, reading, we are a little older the crowd that's the crowd that was younger when they saw sean versus <sighs> undertaker that's like literally held up to a high pedestal to this day like as far as like no this is like this is what, how you do it this is how you do it from two older guys too to the, for the fact that, like, when they did it, to be held up as high as it is, is kind of insane, actually. But Hogan Rock... And this isn't even, like, Shawn Michaels fan talking. This is no, just, I like... No, I know, This is just, like, I'm I'm feeling the room, right? I'm seeing what what people feel about this, and I know it's our rankings or whatever. It but is like, our rankings. But I think that, that what, you know, what the reaction to these matches is, is what really contributes to like are they a great main event in this case you know know? what Quinn I can't disagree with you even though my gut says Hogan Rock I like it more because of the bigness of it I do too I can't personally find a reason yeah put it above Taker Sean and then some of you might say well Hogan and Rock are bigger star blah blah blah. I I hate Sean Michaels yeah fine but this is our ranking and we're trying to be fair Undertaker Sean Michaels whatever you think of it is one of the best things that they did even though it's newer yeah, a lot of the classic stuff we talk about on this show, it really, d- again, it was diluted later, but within its capsule, it's one of the biggest things they ever did. 
it also set the stage for like how <sighs> how you do WrestleMania matches in this this modern. Yeah, but era. I don't like the stage. That I, they, I, don't well, I mean, like I that. think they need to refresh that too. But they, <laughs> they're still using that yeah. as, as their model. Yeah, but they use Hogan Rock too. That's where they got Rock Cena from, and all that bull crap, and all the legends coming back. You could argue. Yeah, not true. But Sean and Undertaker at the time were technically like very active. This yeah, isn't this isn't they a were. nostalgia act coming back. Like, and and, and yeah. I mean, Sean retired one year afterwards. He had another year yeah. left in him. Taker hung on, but that's ultimately he doesn't count. Honestly, to be honest with you, this whole the, the reason they kept keeping Takers is they got fucking nothing. They have nothing of his caliber. That's why they like elongated. Well, they draw wise, streak wise, all yeah. of that. Yeah, no, yeah, they, they had gas left in the tank. Yeah, even though They're he like, didn't. If we just have him wrestle once a year, <laughs> we can we can keep him forever. You know, that's what they thought. <sighs> So are we? Uh, are we going to do Undertaker, Sean? I can't, I feel so uncomfortable about. I this. feel uncomfortable too, but I think you'll feel more comfortable as we go along because I really, truly, already in my mind, I I can think of main events that are bigger because they're actual main events. That's <laughs> so. So basically, what you're trying to tell me, just so I'm clear here, before I lock my yeah. key in here. Is the only reason Undertaker Sean is above it is because the physical match itself is more wrestly? Is that really a reason here? Yeah. Considering other things that you think are going to top it anyway, it's not even just that. I can't do this. No, no, no. I can't do it. You're, you're not. You're forgetting the first part of that. What? The fact that it's more wrestly, but it has all the things that the Hulk Rock have as far as like. It has a build. It has, you know, it has a story to yeah. it. It has all these things no, that are very no. good. I can't, Quinn. Because I think it's, I think it's about time some of these later matches get a fucking. They're due. They're getting some due, but I'm just saying there's due. There is due. All I'm saying is that Rock Hogan had never happened before. Shawn Michaels Undertaker had the anticipation for Rock Hogan. It's Hogan's return match nine years in. I've got to go Rock Hogan. I am sorry. I am friggin' sorry, but I can't. I can't in good conscience, good faith, put Undertaker Shawn above it. It it set the template for the overwrought, dramatic-ass, false-finish bullshit crap that still goes on to this day. Rock Hogan number one. What? Final. That's my final plea. I can't do it! I can't do it. It has to be number one. Mm. I don't know. Fine. I, I guess I'll concede, but like... Under protest? This doesn't feel right it, to me. It, feel, like, it would feel worse, and you would wake up not feeling comfortable if you put Undertaker Sean above this. It's going to muck up things. I'll tell you one. I, I already know <laughs> matches that will eclipse both of these. So but, do I. It's just, I, I, feel like, I feel like we're being very unfair to Sean versus The Undertaker. No, we're not. I'm going to tell you why. I bet there's things that Undertaker Sean is still going to be better than. It's so got to be. If you want yeah. to. Like, if Bret Hart Shawn Michaels somehow makes this, like, fuck that. It's you know not better than right? either of these there's, things. There's gonna, and I don't know if it did, but there's going to be things that definitely Undertaker Shawn are better than. It's got to be, right? It's right. like, it's got to be, because... I mean that that's like a perfect fucking match. I know. Like Undertaker versus Shawn and it's not better? Like I agree, but Rock Hogan is there's too much on the line here. Oh god. There's too much riding here. Fine. I'll I'll concede. <sighs> I usually don't concede this easily. I know. Usually I don't I usually do. Okay. But I I'm taking con- a stand. I will concede, but Thank it, you. it's it's under protest. Well, you know what? Deal with it. <laughs> I truly don't think it's better, but anyway, the music is now played, folks. It's very ominous. It's very dramatic. Yeah. It's very majestic. Yeah. For week number one, at number one, Rock Hogan 
WrestleMania 18. Number two, and by like a speck of dust, number two, yeah. is Undertaker Sean Nichols. Is it going to be problems later? No, it won't be. At Wrestle 25, folks, let us know what should be number one and let us know why. You do that on Twitter at OVP Podcast. Do that by sending us an email, OVP Podcast at gmail.com, or the best way, join the group. Quinn, when we come back, we're watching someone that no one was watching at the time. It is WWF Wrestling Challenge from 1996. What? Okay. We'll be reviewing that right after this. Hey, just a reminder, visit LanceByChance.com. Grab a copy of this new book about the other Von Erich. you got 25 chapters. You're going to hear stories about Ric Flair, Gina Hernandez, Billy Jack Haynes, and, of course, the Von Erich family. Again, that's LanceByChance.com. LanceByChance.com. Get your copy now. One epic encounter. Do you people want to see the immortal Hulk Hogan go one-on-one with the great one? That no one could have imagined. A match for the ages! Has become reality. Hollywood Hogan. What makes you think you're even in my league? The Rock. The matchup that will determine who will go down in history as being the absolute best ever. WrestleMania, live tonight on Pay-Per-View. Hello, wrestling fans. It's time to shout out our friends of the show now. These are other independent podcasters that do their best each and every week to put out a unique program focusing on old wrestling, kind of like OVP. Let's start with the best of Southern Fried Wrestling. We're talking filthy. We're talking unprofessional wrestling podcast. We're talking about booking the territory where you will get your fix of the NWA each week. And then for a whimsical journey led by one man, Pete Winson, check out Greetings from Allentown. It might be WWF. It might be WCW. It could be Mid-South. So check out our friends of the show. We're talking about booking the territory and Greetings from Allentown. And welcome back, wrestling fans, to our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast, episode 211. Thanks for being with us. Quinn is still sulking about the rankings, <laughs> but uh, folks, you let us know, okay? But Quinn, guess what? We're reviewing something. We are. It's time. Now, okay, this is WWF Challenge. It's not even called Wrestling yeah. Challenge at this point. It's just Challenge. Well, I always just called it WWF Challenge anyway. Who the hell calls it Wrestling Challenge? <laughs> Seriously. Charge. So what do we got here? We got uh, Gorilla and Bobby, uh, oh, yeah. the good old days. Oh, sure. That's going to be fantastic, right? No, no. This is January of 1996. What? It was still on. Uh, wait, wait, on where? <laughs> <laughs> on what channel? Good question. So let's talk about Challenge briefly here. Most of you may know that uh, Challenge debuted in September of 1986. Which it's like some other show, right? I took the spot of uh, All-Star Wrestling, right. which was the B show. It's, it has the All-Star lineage, right? It, yes. It's technically part of All-Star. It's part of All-Star. Which All-Star was something else before, wasn't it? I, I think Heavyweight was Championship. I don't Maybe it was All-Star, Whatever. but either way, right? So All-Star Wrestling had been on from, I don't know, 71 until 86, and then it became Challenge, and Challenge was best known between 86 and 93 as being the Gorilla and Bobby show right. for the most part. Which was awesome. And that kind of was... I don't know, it was Gorilla and like DiBiase, Gorilla and Stan Lane, JR and Gorilla, all that. Horrible. And as 94 and 95 went on and syndication began to be less of a big deal, no one cared about Challenge. Like nothing no. ever happened on Challenge uh, I to mean, begin with. I don't think anything happens on this Challenge because there isn't anything to happen. No. They don't even have a Challenge arena at this point. No, they I, don't. This is just a bunch of recapping. Yes, it is. So I think the most notable thing to happen on Challenge was uh, Shawn Michaels turning on Janetti. That was We're, on Challenge. Yeah, remember Girl and Bobby are on commentary. Oh, 
Oh yeah, that's right. Where Janetti tried to dive through that window. It was a right, whole thing, yeah. you know. Um, but no, by '95, no one cared. In fact, no one cared so much, and syndicators didn't care because WWF revamped their syndication package in the summer of '95. See, previously they would get paid by the syndicators right. to 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 do the programming. By the mid-90s, though, this had changed where the WWF had to pay because syndicators are able to find other things that were right. cheaper. And WWF was like, uh, we don't have that much of an audience anymore. Right. right 95 and wasn't a good year. So they that's limit- what you do when you have the million-dollar corporation <laughs> right. all over the place. Nobody's watching. So Superstars was still in syndication as the B-show. But they took out Spotlight in August of 95. Well, good. No one I, watched it anyway. Not like Ian Mooney was there to host it anymore anyway, <laughs> so it didn't really matter. Yeah, the glory days were past. The glory days of Ian and Sherry, <laughs> like, farting around those, on the stage. Those are great. The, the, that, that whole, like, couple months of that is amazing. It's the best era of Spotlight. Yeah. So by this point, uh, Challenge had aired its final regular, like, in the arena live, quote-unquote, matches episode, and that was... a. Uh, August of 95. Are you saying that this is our last challenge broadcast on here on Fox 5? He catches on so quick, doesn't he? <laughs> and they basically moved all their secondary crap over to Action Zone the past year anyway. Yeah, even you know? Action Zone was the better recap show because they made a glass table and stuff. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But Challenge the following week in September of 95 began its run as a hard-to-find <laughs> syndicated weekend recap show. And by hard-to-find, I mean... Who the fuck watched this? Can I ask a question just before we get started? I'm not trying to spoil anything. What? But like, did all of the challenges at this point take place in the chin room? Like, is I think this, a lot of them did, yeah. Oh my God. Not all of them, but yeah, a lot of them did. It's amazing that the chin room could become a set for a, a, an entire, and not just like, <laughs> right. call now the Nassau Coliseum or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know? <laughs> yeah, right. Now, in case you're wondering, folks, this actually continued all throughout 1996, Syndicated challenge continued until around March of 97. What? This is real. When it became shotgun challenge. Right, right. This whole nonsense. And the challenge lineage carried on as shotgun challenge until <sighs> July of 97. It doesn't say, you know, it doesn't say well for your show when you merge with another low performing show. Right. It's like combine our <laughs> shitty powers together. Shotgun and challenge. Then it became just shotgun. And then you get erased from right. the, sh- the shotgun. Po- and shotgun's like worse. Yes. And then it, uh, Changed to Jacked in 1999. Yes, Jacked. So that's which I could never find because Jacked and Metal were the, also the same show. It was the same. Don't even same get me thing. started on that confusion <laughs> as a kid. Looking in the ma- like WF magazine, they're like, "Oh yeah, watch Jacked Metal and all this." Check shit. your listings because we don't fucking know. <laughs> yeah, and then you're like, "Well, I got." I got Jack, but I don't have metal. Am I missing stuff? <laughs> right. Like, you know what? Like, I really was convinced that there was like extra matches on metal that I was not getting to see. Spoiler. You missed nothing. Yeah. So this point in time, though, is January 13th, 96, Quinn. So we are in the build to the Rumble 96 just to set the stage for you. We're coming off in your house. Seasons beatings. Without any further ado, Michael. Uh, by the way, thanks, Richard. Uh, yeah, let's go geez. WWF Challenge, uh, January the 13th, 96. And you can tell this show is dead as we get like a test pattern at the beginning, meaning that it most likely aired nowhere. Yeah, I don't know. You wh- know what I mean? It's like, uh, this is supposed to air or something. <laughs> like. Also, it says it may or may not have been on the 13th or 14th. <laughs> like, it's such a weird era for syndication. God. How did they even watch this shit? I have no idea. We didn't get it. We, we definitely didn't get this, no, right? So this it. is like in some just somewhere. Somewhere. If you got this show and you watch it, I really do want to know. Please let us know. Uh, so we get the rising block, you know, granted intro, the World Wrestling Federation, mm-hmm. 139 years of being the best thing ever. You know, that thing. 
The World Wrestling Federation. For over 50 years, the revolutionary force in sports entertainment. Uh, we open with a video package from Shawn Michaels, the, the press conference he had, which I remember, mm-hmm. where he's like, oh, I'm sorry, but I'm going to be competing at the Royal Rumble in Fresno. Why is he saying sorry? I was very confused about this. I don't even I don't remember this at all. I'm sorry to my critics. I'll be there in Fresno. This, was this when he was supposed to be injured or whatever? Yeah. And he was coming back. OK. You know, can I say the amount of time? That's he, what makes his his tenure during this confusing. The amount of time that he didn't wrestle between like 94 and 97 is impressive. What he I don't had get, so much time off of what wrestling. What I do is like half of it is not his fault because it was that weird like I don't know what Vince was doing with him thing. <laughs> yeah. Like there's a there's that part and then there's the part where he legitimately is like mad at that and he and he just says fuck you I'm not wrestling. Right? It's amazing how often he didn't wrestle. That whole chunk of 94 where he's I just, don't get that because he's like one of their like top three guys and they're not even using like and it's this is this is the part where i say not his fault no like because i don't know it's like i think we should put him on commentary and say vin man a lot like you know what i mean like why oh that's gonna leave a mark it's like because they lost savage of the like talented wrestler doing nothing thing they like it's like Shawn michaels gotta gotta take his place like this was like a thing they were doing back then, and I really don't understand it. And once they settled on King just being the Raw announcer, they yeah, then, fixed that, it all. That stopped happening. Yeah. They stopped using real wrestlers right. on commentary. <laughs> anyway, we get a very uninspired, like, we don't care anymore intro here. Oh, yeah. It's like the 1994 intro with, like, some 96 wrestlers mixed in. Yeah. Also, radical <laughs> guitar. <laughs> that yeah, one. It's horrible. That's how you know they don't care. Uh, yeah. We're joined by Doc Hendricks. What? And Mr. Perfect from the Chin Room. Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to WWF Challenge. I am Handsome Doc Hendricks along with Mr. Perfect. And boy, oh boy, what a program. Now, why does Doc have a trench coat and gloves on? With a cr- He's like with the crappy Mr. Perfect. Like, what is this shit? Crappy. Immediately, that was my first. I was like, what am I watching? Like, what is this? First of all, can you please clarify for those that may not know, what is the crappy version of Mr. Perfect? The one that's like, I'm a heel commentator. Fuck you. And he, like, he's just very annoying. It's like, I make jokes and I got a pencil and all this. It's, it's so annoying. You're- he's so junk during this. Like, he's he's... He's one of the worst announcers during this period of time. Why is he not like it's all because of the Lloyds of London or whatever, right? That's why he's not wrestling. Like he's like he's fine to wrestle at this point. He doesn't have to. So he says, fuck you. I'm not going to do it. He works there for like a long time and he doesn't wrestle a year. He's there for like a year. Just not wrestling. They have Mr. Perfect. They just have him. Like, and he's just not doing anything. It's so good. And then doc. Yeah, please let's focus on that. Doc is wearing a long black leather trench coat and gloves. And he looks like he's going to go rob banks. But anyway, the doc here immediately yell, rumbles coming up. But, why is he wearing gloves? Uh, like, why? I, is it cold? In it's there? not. They're in the dock chin room, like, as usual. Maybe the heat broke. <laughs> anyway, Mr. Perfect, is he's just, like, in a regular outfit. Like button down or yeah, something. He's, just, he's in his casual attire yeah. or something. Uh, by the way, when the, the keyboard, there's a keyboard on <laughs> yes. the closet. I mean, like, a musical keyboard, and it's making me very nervous. It's proudly there for, like, zero reason. <laughs> uh, Shawn Michaels, by the way, just in case anyone was worried, can't keep track of all the times that he might be retiring. Right. He's not retiring this time. Anyway, Mr. Perfect wants to see a clip from last week of Doc being locked in the green room. I want to see Doc off this show. (laughs) He needs to go. So we see a clip and uh, yes, in fact, the door is green and it's helpfully labeled green room. And Doc is like, he's like, hey, get me out of here. Why? May I ask, why do you have to label a green door green room? (laughs) Like, isn't it kind of implied at that point? 
Unless the, the green door, room's unless, not actually green. I know, but unless the green room wasn't a green door. You see what I'm saying? It's like, if it's not, then you're going to have some, maybe it's a red door or a brown uh, door. You, do need a you need to put a green room Especially on it. You for don't, colorblind people, Quinn. You don't put green room on the green door because now you know it's the green room because it's a green door. You see? I suppose you're correct, yes. It's like a double sign, basically. It's as if the whole door said green room on it, and then you put a sign on it that said green room. I'll see what I can do. Yeah. Uh, let's see what I can accomplish Horrible. for you there. Uh, perfect chuckles about all of that before we throw to various superstars talking about, guess who? Shawn Michaels. Right. Uh, Diesel's like, hey, I don't f- uh, fucking business is business. <laughs> fuck him. I want my belt back, <laughs> basically. Awesome. Yeah. This is tweener Diesel, who's yeah. really good. Yeah, hey, you're my friend, but fuck you. I want my belt. Yeah, exactly. Ray's just like, hey, it's too soon, Chico, but you know, if you're in it, you're going to win the Rumble. Why is he like discounting himself because he's like, not in the rumble oh he is oh right because gold the, dust. the gold dust shit yeah. right own heart in his proud flannel i love that flannel, <laughs> by flannel the yeah that was weird yeah. he's like yeah sean fuck you you're not ready i'm gonna kick your ass yeah he's gonna win the wrong <laughs> Owen heart in 1996 get out of here <laughs> the rocket king anyway we go back to the couch where doc is bitching about how owen took credit for you know sean collapsing right. November 95, the fainty the fainty uh we then segue into how this is actually very funny. <sighs> Jeff Jarrett returned. Remember, I'm back now. And he's like, I'm joining the Rumble. And Gorilla's like, no, you're not. Good. <laughs> like, that was a great executive decision. That's one of the... See, this is what I mean. The one thing about Gorilla being the president is he recognizes when we don't want to see some shit. It's like, Jeff Jarrett in the Royal Rumble? No, No, please. you're going to be in the opener. Yeah, yeah. Get out <laughs> of here. It's like, this sucks. <laughs> Fuck you. You can't even play that guitar. We got better wrestlers than that. So instead, Gorilla's going to be facing Ahmed Johnson. Good. Uh, Perfect thinks that Jeff Jarrett's better than Ahmed and that he's going to win. That's not true. No, Jeff Jarrett's not Especially during this time for Ahmed. Ahmed's good. Yeah. That's a subjective term, but Ahmed's good. Uh, We now get a clip from last week on Raw where Jeff Jarrett, really more with him? (sighs) Enough. (laughs) He enters to face Hakushi, still there, by the way. We got Vince and King on commentary, and Vince is very happy that Jarrett's not in the Rumble. Everyone is happy. (laughs) It's really funny. Even Vince is like, yeah, he stinks. That's great. (laughs) The ring announcer is sadly uh, Manny Garcia. You know, buddy. Yeah, buddy. Buddy but, Rydell fan. Yeah, yeah. Nature Boy, Buddy Rydell. And I can't believe he's like here. He's still there. Yeah, he after should... he like fucked that up at In Your House December or whatever. It, that was it's time. Yeah. No, not it's time. Or, or, seasons um, beating. Sorry, seasons beating. Seasons yes. beating. Anyway, uh, Timmy White is a referee here. Jared gets on the mic and he says, I got a great song to play. And then he doesn't what? play it. We then recap how King interviewed Ahmed at that In Your House where Jared attacked him with a gold record. What a dork. Is WCW Prime on or something, please? Yeah, it would be much better than this. Uh, Anyway, back to the ring here. We get a bell. Jared looks really stupid. As usual. Uh, This is, by the way, just in case anyone forgot, this is when Hakushi had turned face by number the skip thing. Right. He's Americanized or something. Yeah, Barry Horowitz helped him out. They were friends. Yeah. (sighs) Weird time. It was because they both hated Skip, remember? Because Skip, like... Remember Hakushi was like undefeated and like somehow Skip like fucked him over. Yeah, and Barry like, Horowitz beat uh, Hakushi, Hakushi because Skip was a dick. Skip. It's true. Like Skip and his like he, him and Sonny like bumbling trying to yeah. get Barry Horowitz to lose. They they cost Hakushi the match and Hakushi like never lost up to that point. Other than that time to Bret Hart. Bret Hart, yeah, yeah that was like, the only that was time, the right? only time he ever lost, and he has to take the L to fucking Barry, Barry Horowitz because Skip is an asshole. Skip. Yeah. Anyway, it was that pissed me off so much. Like, <laughs> I, I, like it really made me mad, and like it also made me rarely angry at Sonny, who I really liked back then. Well, I wonder why. Yeah, Michael. I was like, damn it! Like, how do you fuck up Hakushi? You like Sonny because of her intelligence, right? Oh, of course. Yes. She was the smartest manager. Blah blah blah. Plus, I I got to meet her at the the flea market that I year. Know that, hon. Yeah. <laughs> 
very New Jersey. She was probably drunk. She was probably like, I guarantee you her house was like 10 minutes away from where I was. Yeah, she no, probably lived literally. in like Old Bridge or something. I think she's from that area, Matawan yeah. or Aberdeen or something. <laughs> yeah. There's not, she not probably far literally from where got, got in her fucking like Toyota, her her Cougar, and came over. Her Cougar, yeah. Okay, that seems like about the the kind of car somebody who's just making some real money uh-huh. in the early like nineties would would drive over there. Just shot up Route eighteen, yeah. and then she was there. Yeah. Anyway, King says that Garth Brooks gave Jeff Jarrett that guitar. Yeah, sure. Uh, mm-hmm. Hakushi with a front flip to start lock up Armringer by Jarrett. Corner whip is reversed by Hakushi. Leapfrog by Jarrett into a nice body slam and a strut. Uh, what is this garbage? Hakushi is like way better than him. Yeah, I know, Quinn. Uh, Double J stalls now because, you know, Memphis lock up boot by Jared. Irish whip in uh, Buddhist caught leg sweep by Hakushi. Off the ropes charge, but Jared backdrops Hakushi out of the ring, but he lands on his feet. Jared is strutting, and Hakushi comes off the top rope with a flying shoulder block. Come on, Hakushi. He's good. Hakushi is good in this match. It's such a shame he like just was like, fuck this company, and he like went yeah. to Japan to become like Japanese Undertaker or whatever he no, was. He already- <laughs> You know what I'm talking about. He already was Japanese Undertaker. The White Undertaker. Angel of Death or something. That's when they yeah. found him. See, Quinn, he was over, he fought Undertaker in Japan. Right, and he came yeah. out of a casket or whatever. Yeah, no, I no, remember no. that That whole entrance it's, was cool as shit, by the way. That's kind of where Sean, speaking of what Sean kind of picked that yeah, up. Yeah, it's very Japanese Hakushi-like. It is, so there you go. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Irish Whip, nice dropkick by Hakushi. Irish Whip again, but Jarrett bells out again because Memphis. I don't know if you saw this, but someone's holding up a sign in the crowd that says, Fat Boy. And I don't know who it's directed at, but it's funny. <laughs> Something Gorilla would say, or Ric Flair. <laughs> Ric Flair. Yeah. Uh, Jarrett now heads up the aisle to leave. <sighs> what a dipshit. I, what is this? This guy's such a waste of time. Like, seriously, he's so bad. I hate him. I know, I know. You really don't like him. It's I, not like a heel thing. It's like, uh-huh. I just genuinely don't want to watch him wrestle. Coming up next week, in defense of Jeff Jarrett. No, oh. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, Jeff <laughs> Jarrett decides to go back in the ring. He makes a big scene on the outside, trips Hakushi back in, short arm clothesline, rope attack as we go to break. Can we move it along here? Like, sir, at this point, it's like the first match. I'm like, really? Like, <laughs> yeah, well, we'll see. I yeah. hate when that happens. Like, when you're like six minutes in or something, and you're just like, how much is left on this you show? You have no patience for wrestling matches, do you? Well, it's when, see, to me, on these, like, these kind of shows, you don't want like, long the opener wrestling. needs to be like, like four minutes, <laughs> two to three minutes tops. <laughs> it needs to be like a flat out fucking squash. Like get it, get it over with. I get like, what you mean. Save the longer stuff for later for, or for pay-per-view. How about yeah, that? Yeah. Anyway, we're back. Hip tossed by Hakushi head down swinging neck breaker by Jared and King makes a very, very stupid spiking the turkey joke as he's mentioning the raw bowl. I hate it. I, I, they're still talking about the raw bowl. It was like a week ago. King's even King's like, are we still supposed to be talking about? They <laughs> says something like that. I spiked the turkey, huh? I saw so many bowl games last week, McMahon. That at dinner, somebody passed me the turkey and I spiked it. Anyway, some high karate by Hakushi. As Vince says that uh, Hakushi is able to mix it up on a European style basis. Why is he even saying this? Like, it's not what he's Japanese. Like, very clear. Like, they're saying they're Americanizing him, but that at the same time they're talking about European style. So it's like. Wait, what? Uh, shouldn't he be doing American style? What Whatever is that? American style wrestling? I don't know. Maybe Have love because it's American style. Just saying. Send your cards and letters directly to Quinn for that one. Yeah. Uh, quarter whip by Jared. Show. This match is still going, by the way. Yeah. Like I said, <laughs> why is it still going on? It's so long. Quarter whip by Jared. Hakushi's up in the corner, misses a twisting crossbody. Chin lock now by Jared as King wishes <laughs> a, uh, a happy birthday to David Bowie. 
So are we just watching Raw basically at this point? Like what? I thought this is like supposed to be a recap, not the whole match. <laughs> it's the whole show. Can they clip it when we were in the headlock? No. Like the later, they put the later on in the corner. Later or whatever. in the match, yeah. Hakusha's yeah. <laughs> out of the headlock though. Off the ropes, karate, chops, corner whip, handspring, elbow. Good. A good one too, yeah. yeah. Uh, flying forearm by Hakusha gets two. Vince says the name of our show. Right. Body slam by Hakushi, and he has a springboard off the top rope, but Jarrett gets the knees up, and the figure four improbably gets the win. Ugh, and Hakushi gave up fast. Is he just a jobber now? Yeah. And do they wonder why people were watching WCW? It's like, oh, this cool-ass character, Hakushi, with the tats on his chest and, like, awesome karate gear, and he's awesome. And, he and let's say Jeff-, Jeff Jarrett. What are we fucking doing here right now? Like, what are our priorities on stars? We're going to pick the one nobody likes instead of the cool ass awesome. Like, why are we not pushing him now that he's a face? We're giving the fans permission to root for him and they want to root for him. And we're just going to treat him like garbage. You know what I mean? The other thing, too, about this Jarrett run, it's like two months. Yeah. He's gone by what? February? And everyone rejoiced. They were like, great. And he showed up in WCW. Everyone's like, fuck. Yeah. And then he shows that back was up. like Vince, like sending them like the cancer yeah, or whatever. Like you take them. Yeah. And then he shows up in WWF again. And everyone's like, oh, fuck. Like Tennessee <laughs> Lee or whatever. When he, came back. <laughs> he, he somehow got Colonel Parker to follow him over, which honestly is a huge loss for WCW. It is. The, the, Jarrett just, he, he went to WCW, torpedoed it, and then took fucking an asset of Colonel Parker with him. You know what? That's ne- yeah, it's never Nobody talked ever talks about, about yeah. that. They, he stole Colonel Parker. And they did him crappy in WWF, too. Yeah. Tennessee Lee. Everything Jared touches, it goes to shit. Just call him Colonel Parker. It's okay. Nobody's going to like get upset about it. I know. It. Or go back to Colonel Fuller. <laughs> like when he came to WF, I was like very excited. Yes. I was like, oh shit, Colonel Parker's here. He's great. And then he's just shitty. Yeah. Anyway, let's go back to the chin room, Quinn, where Doc uh, asked Mr. Perfect if the figure four would work on Ahmed Johnson. No, just no. Ahmed can't even say figure four. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Doc now plugs how uh, this upcoming Monday, Jeff Jarrett's going to be on AOL in the live auditorium in cyberspace, which everything about that sentence is gross. (laughs) Why do we get a phone number for it? (laughs) What was that part? Did they not understand the internet? It's like, wait, Here's a 900 number if you want to go online. What? Is it just like fink? A pre-record message like go to www dot like on the phone. Ask your questions to Jeff Jarrett for the live auditorium. You know, keyword like, Jeff Jarrett or whatever. <laughs> Maybe you call in to ask a question, and then they read it in the chat room, which defeats the purpose of being <laughs> Why online. Why is it online? I have no idea, folks. If you were on this, let us know. I know you <laughs> I'm weren't. Sure there's though. somebody who clamored to see Jeff Jarrett on AOL. I used to go to keyword WF all the time on so AOL. I, but, I mean, I mean, but it was there was never anything going on on no. it. Usually it was like you go in the chat room and yes. people were like people were like I really like uh Shawn Michaels. Sunny is boobs. Sunny is hot. <laughs> we're we're sharing our cyberspace pictures at like 1kb a second. It's great. Good times, isn't it? <laughs> it's like a it's like a fucking jpeg that takes like 2 minutes to load. Those are the days. Yeah. Anyway, we'll look at Raw again where Jeff Jarrett tried to attack Ahmed Johnson with his guitar but he missed so he ran away. Can we stop with the Jeff Jarrett at this point and say half the show? And King says guitar as Ahmed smashes that cheap piece of crap. Good. I cannot believe he damaged that guitar that was given to him. Back to Doc and Perfect where I realized, Quinn, that Michael Hayes still has that stupid leather coat. And yeah. I'm pretty sure he wore that one in the Hall of Fame induction. Where the hell the Freebirds? He wore the gloves though, did he? He might have. What is with his fashion sense, by the way? I don't know. 
perfect, by the way. Take your jacket off. Remember that? <laughs> He's like, why don't you take it's your jacket stupid. off? Why don't you just take it easy? Take your jacket off and stay a while. Uh, Doc now plugs the Royal Rumble and explains how every two minutes or 120 seconds, <laughs> well, more people are going to come out. And perfect, all sarcastic. That's really good, Doc. I'm really proud of yeah. you for how you explained it. Like, all, like, pissy. That's really good, Doc. You really explained that. I'm really proud of you, the way you explained that. That's really great. And then Perfect has a great line here. He says that ambulances are going to be on hand at the Rumble because the fall to the floor is 15 feet. Oh, well, that is true. Yeah, 15. Well, because if the rope is lined up with the 15-foot high, it's true. Oh, yeah, sure it is, Quinn. Uh, in the Rumble so far, <laughs> Diesel. Owen Hart. Okay. Yakazuma. Bam Bam Bigelow. No, that's the, the, definitely not happening. Yeah. It's long gone. Fire coat. <laughs> Jake Roberts is coming back. And by the way, the graphic is like proudly from 91. That's, I say that's a great choice. Don't don't get us no. too. <laughs> don't tell us about that. Don't the let us down about the gray mustache or whatever. The yeah. <laughs> that entire sucks balls. Vest. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Mr. Bob Backlund will be in it. Mm-hmm. Hakushi. Triple H, yes, the squat team from Japan. That was which the they didn't show a picture of. No, which I, that, they probably didn't I, I have like, one. Well, yeah, I was like, who are these people? And making his WWF debut, Vader, and then we actually get a Vader mm. vignette, which I kind of like it. Honestly, it's like, awesome. Like, Vader looks dope. Yeah, like he, like lots of inverted colors, weights, punches. It's all good. Vader, come on. Oh, and then that, that also that fucking like. Tekken music or whatever that is. It's so good. No, it's like punching and like kicking ass in like the White Mountains or whatever they are. Rocky Mountains. Rocky Mountains. I got hyped up for Vader's WWF debut at the time. He was good. I remembered him from WCW. He was just there. Oh shit! Wow, they're gonna have trouble with him. like him in WCW? Yes. 95? I really like him too. in WCW. I was like, oh, this is cool because this felt like a big acquisition. It did. Right? It was like, no, they're getting fucking Vader. Like, he was the champion yeah. of WCW. He was literally just there, feuding yeah. with Hogan. Right. Months earlier. It's like, now he's going to fight Brett and Sean yeah. and like Razor Ramon Yokozuna. and Diesel. Yeah. It's like, this is going to be awesome. And it was, clearly. Mm. Uh, anyway, back to Perfect and Doc, where uh, Perfect picks Vader to win, rightfully so. Mm-hmm. We now talk about the WWF title match for the Royal Rumble, which will, of course, be the champion Bret Hart taking on The Undertaker. Apparently, Jim Ross thinks that Bret Hart's the underdog. Cool. That's <laughs> fine. Whatever. Oh, underdog. Then we get a very crummy promo from Paul Bearer and The Undertaker and that stupid mask. Ugh, I, this mask sucks so much. I hated this. I was like, why does he look dumb? Like, Undertaker is supposed to be cool, and he looks like an idiot. He legit, now, and he did need it, though, to be fair. Like, what? No, I he thought really this was had K-Fob, a, this no, whole thing. I he, thought this was fake. He had a broken orbital bone. He really needed a mask to protect himself. Why didn't he just take off? It's not like people would notice. He's, uh, he's they gone, needed him. He's gone, like, half the year they most need, of the time anyway. No, not 95. They needed him. Mm. Who else do they have? Are you familiar with the roster at this point? It does suck. It's very bad. Doug Gilbert's in the Royal Rumble. Okay, <laughs> Doug Gilbert. Not, not, not even, even Eddie Gilbert. They didn't even get Eddie for this because he's dead. So it'd be hard to get oh, him. But <laughs> that's right. Anyway, I forgot. something about this promo stinks. Like sand falling slowly through the hourglass. Yeah, he's talking like the Ultimate What's Warrior. Horrible. Like, yeah. The sands have fallen slowly through the hourglass. The skies above Fresno, California have already grown dark. Who cares? And then over to Brett with not even a good Brett. You know, everybody knows about my legacy, about my reputation. Just of course, like yeah. very Brett. Everybody knows about my legacy, about my reputation. They know that I stand for being the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. 
Bottom line is Brett's going to win. Yes, we go back to the chin room. <sighs> And this is Chin Room the show, huh? Yeah, it really <laughs> is. This is very Chin Room. If you want to see the Chin Room a lot, just watch this then episode. Then you get all angles. They're on both sides of it. I'm serious. Both like, sides of the you get chin, to see baby. the WrestleMania, the arcade game right. in the back, and the shirts, and the, <laughs> all the 500 TVs, all the stuff that I like talked about, like that bitched about over the years yep. about the Chin Room. It's on full display on this full one. Full display, folks. I mean, we could probably like AutoCAD the Chin Room with this. Is that We have any architects or engineers out yeah. there? I mean, they, there's enough angles in this one that you can see every detail of the chin room. I would like a, a VR so I could, like, get in the chin room. Oh, like first-person like, perspective of the chin yeah, room. Yeah, me and you could both get VR sunglasses okay. or whatever, and we could actually, like, experience a whole review where we're in the chin room virtually. I've always wanted that. Yeah. Hey, Nate Skirts, you ever make a chin room set? Yeah. For the figs? Yeah. that you, you should? The chin room needs to be memorialized. No, we need the chin room, folks. Yeah. Doc gets all excited, by the way, about the smoking guns. Perfect gives him shit for it. He's like, will you calm the fuck down? And uh, But anyway, Quinn, and better news, of course. Right. Skip was supposed to be in the Royal Rumble. But Sonny's like, no, because now Zip exists, and they're going to take on the smoking guns. <laughs> now, this is part of, this is the beginning of the Sonny gets all the belts thing, right? Oh, yeah. This yeah. is where it starts. It starts, this is the big And also, push. we get Cowboy Sonny, who's, like, really hot. and like, Cowboy oh, Sonny's good. We got Cowboy Sonny, and then also Slop Sonny. Like, but Yo, not like, you I know, know what I love it. You know what I mean? Where she's like friends with them. Oh, for like two days. Yeah. 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 <laughs> anyway, we go to superstars from this past weekend where the guns under the ring. They're the WF tag team champions. Of course, Billy, this is weird. It's clean shaven here and he's got the shorter hair. Already. Now he looks 25. <laughs> yeah. I'm like Bart. Who yeah, doesn't. But Bart still has the mustache. So he the still mullet. looks like 46. <laughs> I don't get this. How do they age so rapidly when they have facial hair and the and the mullet too like hurts them right yeah no billy looks good yeah like he, he looks like oh, look at this young up-and-comer billy right. gunn right he bart, doesn't look like crap bart looks like an old clerk somewhere yeah. Vince this is my older brother bart <laughs> like you know what i mean it's seriously I, it, it, that's what it looks like it looks like when brett teamed up with his brothers and all of them look old like other keith. than him yeah, yeah. keith yeah. Anyway, Vince and JR are on commentary if you care. And I can't even believe it's 96 and Vince is still on Superstars. It's upsetting. <laughs> it is. Their opponents are Jason Arndt and uh, Phil Apollo. Jason Arndt is Joey Abs, by the way. Now, is Phil Apollo, is that doink? No, it's Ray Apollo. Sorry. Ray, Ray like a melee. <laughs> you, know, you know how I can't keep track it's of It's a comment. Actually, people say that all the time on yeah. Twitter. They're like, oh, it's doink. I'm like, no, not doink. <laughs> you Different know, guy. Yeah, as soon as you put Apollo in the name, yeah. I'm just like, oh, okay, that's the doink guy, right? Yeah, it's a doinkster. I, it's a fair mistake. I yeah. understand. Now, I'm gonna be honest. I have no desire for this match, but I'm doing it for a uh, Billy Gunn fact on Twitter. Okay, okay that, that's know, this is for him. I know he's listening here, so it's for him. Abs and Billy start here. Leap frog by Billy. Nice overhead arm drag by Billy. Joey Abs, by the way, with one of his own, but Billy with a hip toss and an arm ringer. Billy already acting slightly heelish here. By the way, they're yeah. like they're setting up. I feel like when Billy Gunn cut the hair. He started to act like very preemptively, like subtle heel. Mr. Ass. Stop. <laughs> it's, it's starting. The Rock will be taking on Mr. Ass. <laughs> as I change the channel to anything else. Did you always think that they left something on the table with why didn't Sonny and Billy Gunn like become more like they overtly like to get they seem like a good pairing. They were because okay. they're both dicks. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and like, they seemed like there was something romantically going on more so than with Bart. Yeah. Bart's yeah. like, I don't want any fucking part of this. Right. <laughs> I just, I feel like they left money on the table with man. Sonny and Billy Gunn would have been 
assholes together. Like, it would have been amazing. It would have been. Oh, yeah. Crumbs on the table, maybe. Yeah. But, uh, anyway, <laughs> Arndt fires back, tags in fake Doink here, who promptly gets hip-tossed and bails out. <laughs> they run around the ring, and Apollo actually tricks Billy on the way back in and attacks him. Meanwhile, JR is bragging. He's like, I saw the body Donna's in action in New Haven, Connecticut recently. That's not, you shouldn't brag about that. New, that? New, New Haven, Connecticut is like they're fighting in Wildwood, New Jersey or something. Like, that's like what that is. I'm just saying, like the fucking Lions Club. You know what I mean? Like, yes. that, that, just don't bring that up. It makes you guys seem small time. I know. Yeah. New Haven. Yeah. Anyway, Billy with the big punches. Apparently, Mr. Perfect's also on commentary. He talks for the first time. Bart's in now looking stupid. Big kicks, whatever. Tag back to Billy. Double team neckbreaker gets the win. It wasn't bad, really. I can't lie. Yeah. Uh, but Quinn, when we come back on challenge, we get to find out who the million dollar champion is. By the way, this week's challenge is sponsored by Winter Fresh, okay. in case you care. Pretty good. The gun. fact that they got sponsors for this is insane. <laughs> yeah, why would anyone? This seems like throwing your money away because six people saw it. I know. Poor Winter Fresh. They got fucking scammed here. They got, they got gypped, man. Yeah. Uh, okay, we're back now. Where Doc thinks that 1996 is the year of the million dollar corporation. Ugh. Wait, wasn't 1995 like literally the year of the million oh, yeah, dollar they're, corporation? They're everything. And also, didn't 1995 suck? Yes. Okay, just that's, sure. that's why 1996 wasn't because Vince McMahon realized that it's not the year. It will never be a year of the million dollar corporation ever again. My ratings went in the tank. After they, this, they blew. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this was like this is like the the million dollar corporation is the root of their issues in 1995. I think if we we should have like a full fucking episode of something where we just analyze 1995. Like, why is it bad? I think we suggested that once, and AJ Freeman picked up on it. And he was like, "Shouldn't these? Shouldn't everyone do it?" And everyone's like, "No." Yeah, <laughs> everyone on the group was like, "Don't do it." Yeah, they don't want they don't want to hear <laughs> us bitching about 1995 for like. Two hours or yeah, something. I understand, folks. Uh, anyway, Doc throws us to Raw, where Brother Love Show is somehow a thing again. Remember that era? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and he's with Ted DiBiase, the worst manager ever. Now, it's kind of funny that Ted brought back <laughs> Brother Love like for this crap. Yeah, like, the that's canon. The, the, it is canon. It like, is canon. It makes sense that if Ted had something to like, he needed to get on the on the air or whatever, yep, that yep. he would like revive the Brother Love Show. <laughs> like, it makes a lot of sense. Like, it's weird that that detail is involved here. I'll give him credit on that yeah. one. That's pretty good. It makes so much sense that Ted DiBiase would be on the first Brother Love show back. Is this the first? If it's yeah, not, this it's is one supposed of the... to be the return of the. They, they, part of the hype of this was that, like, I remember this. They were like, the Brother Love show, it's back, baby. They yeah. hyped it up for like two weeks. Take they, that, WCW. Yeah, we're bringing back Brother Love, <laughs> which isn't a bad thing because Brother no, Love not. is awesome. It's a good thing. It's just Brother Love is great when he's with a face. And he, yeah. instead of him, like, sucking up Mr. DiBiase. He's good with Savage and Sherry, though. Yeah. That, oh, that my, he's good with. Holy shit. That's that, a great That pairing. is, like, people need to, like, get on the, like, the train of, like, brother love, Macho Man and Sherry. Like They're it's, amazing it's, together. It's, it's incredible. It really is. Uh, Teddy here is holding the million-dollar title and explains how he's finally found his new champion. So without any further ado... Here's the ringmaster. Yes, him. Now, of course, DiBiase's music hits, and the ringmaster struts out all happy. Of course, it's Steve Austin, and he does look to be in great condition, Vince. Mm -hmm. Now, he has his ECW crew cut, no goatee. Right, like and, slight hair. <laughs> yeah, and dark green tights. He's such shit here, but anything involving Million Dollar Man sucks at this point, so it's really, like, not It's Steve not Austin's he's, fault. A, he's, like, in the orbit of a piece of garbage, so it's... <laughs> yeah. No, you're right. I mean, Brother Love does the best he can to make it good, but like... But what are you going to do, yeah. really? So I, lo I love how he fade right back into the Brother Love music after uh, all. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's really good. Why is Brother Love like so underrated? He like, is. It, I'd say he is. It's the best Bruce Pritchard thing ever. 
Yeah, probably. Yeah. It's really good. Uh, DiBiase puts the title on Austin as Brother Love says, Brother Ringmaster! <laughs> of course. Yep. The Million Dollar Champion! Brother Ringmaster! Austin now cuts a promo, of course, sounding like Austin already. I want all you out there in TV land, you know? And how did. Yeah, it's more like the fucking. Brian Pillman team, TV land, I'm thinking. Yeah, it's kind of Hollywood Blondes, yeah. ECW Austin. But how did no one in the WWF realize that he could talk? I don't like, know. Like, wh- immediately, like, it's it's fairly obvious the second he starts talking that why does he have Ted DiBiase with him? I know. Like, it's, like, in all seriousness. It's very obvious. Because wasn't the whole reason that they thought he was good is because of what he did in ECW? <laughs> Right. Which was talk he, mainly. He literally only talk. He had that one match with Mikey Wimprick when he lost because yeah. it was really funny. Yeah, and Sandman, right? Wasn't it a triangle match? Yeah. Well, no, I think he had a one-on-one where he lost to Mikey. Like this he was with Sandman also. Yeah, this is Austin just putting Mikey the fuck over. Yeah, he he was like, well, because he's like, I'm not staying here. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, I'll just lose to him. No, I've heard that Bret Hart actually recommended uh, Austin to WWF. I've yeah. heard that because no, Brett, Brett was a big fan of his. We've talked about this before, how Brett wanted to fight him. Yeah. Like, that's what Brett, that's why he was here. Brett Hart wanted to have a match with him. And he wanted to get him over. Right, yeah. Which has got to give Brett credit for that, you know? Yeah, it's also Brett wanted to get some business. I mean, like, this hey, is, well, he wanted it's to, like, that's not Sean in the click and all that. It's not only that, it's let's make some money for the company. Right, I'm exactly. getting myself money, but let's get some, get something going here. Yeah, Brett was like, this guy's perfect. I can, work, I can work with him. I don't think... Honestly, I don't think even Brett probably could foresee that Austin would become the that company. Austin? Yeah, I don't but, think anyone saw yeah, that. Yeah, Brett was just like, oh, this will make us this money will be good. in the meantime, yeah. right? Yeah. Now, anyway, Austin wants people to uh, stop now, touch the screen. And Austin's like, yeah, I'm going to get the WWF title, but, you know, that sucks compared to this million dollar just belt. Just stop. It, it's, it's, it's extra meaningless because it hasn't been around since like 1992 since or like something. Virgil era. Like early 92. Yeah, when DBS won the tag titles, they abandoned it. Yeah, exactly. Right? I think so. Mm-hmm. Well, he didn't need it anymore. He didn't need it anymore. Got another belt. <laughs> yeah. Also, Austin says man a lot. Like, I'm going to tell you something, man, which I guess is the precursor to son, maybe because right. Austin's younger, so no one's a son yet. You know what I mean? Yeah, once Austin's there for like a month, it's son. Yeah. <laughs> it's real. Everyone's his son. I'm, a gorilla. I'm not your son. <laughs> that thing. <laughs> so good. Anyway, DBS uh, ends this whole thing by reminding us that everyone has a price. Cool. <laughs> Great. Back to the chin room where Pervert is all excited about how good of a wrestler Ringmaster is. He didn't even do anything yet. How do you know that? Like, sir, like in kayfabe, like literally, we're not even supposed to know about this WCW shit. Yeah, because he didn't wrestle. He didn't wrestle. The Ringmaster yet. wasn't in WCW. No, Steve Austin was in right, WCW. I don't, I don't know. I don't know who the Ringmaster is. <laughs> no idea. Anyway, Pervert now gets a call. From the Raw Bowl queen, and he leaves so they can have sex or something. It's literally implied. No, it really is. He's like, like, I gotta go now. I gotta go. I gotta go f- her. And he even says on the phone, it's like, it's not a good time or whatever. But then, like, she complains to him, and he's like, oh, okay, okay. And then he, like, it's like, I gotta leave now. This is all real. This I'm not is making very, this up. heavily implied. Yeah. Anyway, we get a clip from last month's In Your House <sighs> where Mo was trying to help Mabel by putting The Undertaker in a casket. That's right. We've got King Mabel. <laughs> Talk to me too excited about him. It, like, literally, <laughs> Validated your impression of Doc, <laughs> like the minute King, yeah, King Mabel, which is not based on anything I've ever heard him say. It just makes sense, so it's no, nice he, to be validated. He always was hype about King Mabel. <laughs> the Undertaker against King Mabel. So anyway, they really have nothing for challenge anymore, do they, Quinn? Yeah. Why are we being forced to watch this shit? <laughs> yeah, so like the, the best we get is a replay of a crap match from In Your House. You know? Yeah, like it isn't it good either. Yeah. It's bad. It's actually the finest hour for Mo. From True. my memory. He's valiant. Yeah, he he tries. It's like he knows 
he knows we're literally getting buried and like we're not going to be here anymore so mo is just like fuck the undertaker you know like he like attacks him like boldly you know i don't throw this term around a lot quinn but would you say sir mo is underrated yes i agree here's the thing mo and mabel they got the shaft when they came in because they were faces immediately but yeah, that, like mo is like a natural heel he is have you yeah, ever noticed yeah like he's very healy he is he's a much better heel yeah uh, so anyway mo puts undertaker in the casket and then he goes over to give mabel his crown yeah from wearing the crown all dumbly <laughs> yeah, like, dancing and yeah, shit yeah it's amazing but the lid hasn't been shut yet so mabel goes over to shut the lid himself but of course taker gets out Seriously, fuck 1995. That's all they did. Yeah. This whole year, I feel like, is this type of shit. So Taker comes back, lands a very crappy choke slam, tosses Mabel in the casket, but now Mo valiantly tries to make the save with the urn chain. Yes, really. Now, wait, wait, wait. How did Mo get the chain urn? Wasn't that like commas? Yes. Like, I, how did that, ha- when did that get passed wait, along? Did I'm not like kidding. Did DiBiase like, like give it to did them? They sell it because they're royalty. And he, if you remember, Ted DiBiase in WF Cannon is always friends with whoever's the king. Have you True. ever noticed that? Yeah. Maybe they like passed it on to him so they could help him beat the Undertaker. I'm not kidding. Was there like, did this happen on like superstars? Definitely not raw, but like, did this like happen like, you know, on one of the sideshows? Because it's very, there was a lot of bizarre storyline movement on the sideshows during this time. Still, there like, still was, yeah. Like a lot of it, oh, actually. You know, you know what might have happened? Undertaker might have gotten it back from Kama after SummerSlam, and then Mabel and Mo stole it. Oh, it's they, probably yeah, that. okay, maybe. Anyway, Undertaker slaps the goozle on Mo, according to Vince. Poor Mo, and I, I just also couldn't believe Vince said goozle. That's very rare for him to, <laughs> to like, make that joke. I know. Uh, lands a choke slam, tosses Mo in as well, grabs that urn chain, ends the Mabel push once and for all, and ends this whole ongoing urn <sighs> shit. Thank goodness. Better I think in ahead. my notes, I, I, I had like the, the oxymoron or whatever by saying like this endless feud has finally ended or something it's like (laughs) that's true it it felt like this thing was all it was since wrestlemania 11 it's an outgrowth of the uh corporation feud i can't believe it extended to a mabel feud yeah like where it's like no it it somehow got into their hands now it leaked over yeah but now quinn finally undertaking go back to the world title which he's been trying to do right so we go back to challenge where doc is bitching about how perfect left him here and he's sitting at the keyboard and he talks about the latest razor ramon goldust issue and then he hits the keyboard and razor ramon's music i'm not kidding this is real he's like and we're talking about razor ramon dink like it's all real (laughs) this happened anyway let's talk now about four-time intercontinental champion the bad guy Razor Ramon. We throw to the superstars, uh, where Razor Ramon enters to take on Jess Harvey Hardy. Yes, the Jess Harvey. He's the, on the show. He is. And we get an insert from Goldust quoting the last picture show. It's very long, yeah. by the way. We don't even like get to see Jess to get beat up like <laughs> ridiculously. Yeah. Like he gets his ass whooped. Oh, Razor beats the crap like, out of him. Jeff Hardy, when he first came, he was basically Mikey Wimprick. Essentially, yeah. Like uh, that, he was that jobber. Absolutely. He yep. just tossed around. Razor with the second rope suplex, and he casually sets up for the Razor's Edge. By the way, Jeff is dressed like a young buck, if you notice. Like, <laughs> it's the he exact is. same attire. He absolutely like, is. It's like the young bucks, I guess, stole the Jeff Harvey look. Yeah, well, they, they appropriated a bunch of things from people, right? Right. Yeah. But this is, like, especially, yeah. like, exactly what they wear. <laughs> like, it, it's, like, not even... Like, if you see, like, a, somebody needs... If people can get their hands on this or whatever, he looks like fucking young buck. Like a headband? Yeah. It's real. 
Like whichever brother it is. It doesn't matter. Matt Garvin or what's yeah, their name? Matt Garvin. That's what? his name. Yeah, I don't know. Suddenly, uh, Goldust Usher heads out. Yeah, remember that? Shows Razor a centerfold of Goldust's head on Razor's body, I think that is. I can't mm-hmm. tell what that is. It's stupid. The Usher runs away and Razor's just staring at the thing. And Jeff Hardy wins by count out. What? <laughs> Jeff Hardy with the victory That's here? amazing. By the way, did the Usher to you, it's just me, but that Usher always looked like Pee Wee Herman. And I was very confused eh, about it as a kid. Really. I, I was like, is that fucking Mark Paul Rubens? Paul Rubens yeah, I Mark guess Paul and Rubens. Mark Rubens as a ru- an usher. Mark Paul wasn't he in prison during this time or whatever? For no, the, he wasn't in prison. He just strip. got arrested the one time. Okay. He wasn't. And that was in 91. That was just a misdemeanor, I guess. I guess so. Yeah. I don't know. Find out. It's just a very weird time for Paul Rubens in general. Most of his Pee-wee, career is a weird time. The Pee Wee Empire had collapsed. Well, every dog has its day. But then memory came back in that movie about the superheroes yeah, or whatever. And then like that was like the big renaissance. It was in a Rubens. show too on US. Wasn't he on WWF? Yeah, or he, something? Made the, he made the big comeback, Paul oh, Rubens. Great. Anyway, Razor attacks from behind because he's pissed off and he just lands the Razor's Edge anyway on Jest here. So mad. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's like very angry. He lands another one and a bunch of refs run out, including the usuals, you know, Gurria, Goulet, and things like that. <laughs> he literally do nothing to stop yeah, this. He's like, hey, it's like, hey, don't do that. And he <laughs> just keeps beating him up. Another one. Yeah. And we go back to Doc, who's just very much being Doc. Acting like a sly fuck, by the <laughs> way, in the chin room, talking to the camera. It's all horrible. You it's him. all bad. Like, he's just like, like, he Ugh. makes that noise. Yeah, like, it's, it's all, it's so shitty. Doc tells us that Billionaire Ted is coming back by popular demand. Come on! Literally only Vince liked it. Like, what do you mean popular demand? Nobody was clamoring for... Th- like, nobody. Even as a kid, I thought this was stupid. And I, <laughs> so did I, I. thought everything was good back then. Yeah, I know, me too. I was like, I don't want to watch this. Like, the first time was fine, and then, like, I never needed to see it ever again. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Yeah. He then launches into an unfortunate Goldust impression before we go to break. That impression is notably shitty, by the way. <laughs> like, it's very bad. None other than... Hey, we're back now. We're Doc mentions how Jeff Hardy has won his first match, and now we're going to see Goldust take on Barry Horowitz, who won his first match last year. Who cares? Uh, so we go to Why are we s- acting like this Jeff Hardy win is like a big deal, by the way? Doc like thinks it's good. It's just a poor segue to Barry Horowitz. Yeah. That's all it is. <laughs> it's the fact that he mentioned it more than once I on know. the show is crazy. We don't need it. Yeah. Uh, to Superstars again, where Goldust is entering the ring, and he takes like four minutes here <laughs> yeah. as Vince hypes up the Razor feud. Yeah, he's taking like glacier time here. Yeah. Like, And I'm not talking about a glacier. No, the wrestler glacier like it's the, it takes that long very fitting though that the wrestler took long well yeah like yeah. a glacier would he, he is called glacier <laughs> i mean he should take a long time to get out there he does come as advertised right yep. uh, meanwhile jr is like oh my mom wanted uh she called me and she's like my mama said can you explain gold to me highly unlikely I, none of that happens my mom was watching yeah uh, we finally get a bell close on my gold to start here he still has the non-shiny outfit by the way yeah this Dunk. It was like way too yellow, he too lo- crunchy. He looks like the Golden Terror or something. Like it's true. That, that it's not even gold. It's yellow. It's dust. yellow, and it's not piss sh- dust. It looks like pee. Like seriously, <laughs> it looks pretty bad. It's not, it's not. It's like not shiny, so it's like crunchy material. Yeah, right? I don't it's, like it. It's so bad. When Marlena comes along, he gets the different uniform. Yeah, I like, think that's at actually Rumble. gold. Yeah, I think it's at the Rumble at the yeah. abuse. Uh, anyway, vertical suplex by Goldust as we see Razor Razor watching on from backstage. Barry with a big crossbody for two, which Vince more than ever was absolutely convinced was a three He's count. Way too, it's like oh, and that's a Barry Horowitz. And then like it's oh wait, oh, like oh. like all of a sudden his voice goes to like silent. Oh, and we mentioned it. Hooks it like two. He got him. He got him. Oh, no. no, he didn't. Oh, beg your pardon. 
like classic parody Vince. You know what I mean? That was insane. Like, yeah. it was so loud. He got him. He got him. He got him. He got him. <laughs> Bert Horowitz wins again. <laughs> like, it's, it's shut up. Chill. Irish whip by Goldus head down, slammed down by Horowitz, inverted atomic, a regular one now. Dropkick by Horowitz misses, though. As Perfect says that Horowitz's grandparents were on Schindler's list. Can we get Perfect off commentary? Like, please? Like, what the fuck was that comment? It was, it was like borderline offensive. It, depending, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. It might be to people. I don't know. Yeah. Curtain call gets the win. Razor isn't impressed. Vince throws to break. But before he can... Goldust unzips his suit and shows Razor's heart tattoo on his boob. Vince is very upset. Oh, oh my God. Yeah, no. Why is this? First of all, it's fake. This was, I remember that vividly and I was like nine. So I didn't 10. I didn't understand why couldn't what anything they, meant. Why, if they were going to go for a more realistic tinge, like this kind of edgy angle. Yeah. Why have such the goofy, like painted on tattoo? <laughs> like why not? If it's fake, why not make it look like more like the crush one? That's like looks real. Yeah. Or Hakushis. Yeah. Like it just you know seems those weird. Fake, right? Yeah. I'm just making sure. I'm I just, burst your bubble. Yeah. I, I just feel like this this one specifically looks extra stupid. It does. No, I agree. It's like comically like red and fake and shit Yeah, it like just that. looks like somebody used lipstick on his chest or Maybe whatever. they did. Anyway, we now get a Royal Rumble promo focusing on The Undertaker. Something about creatures and dark rage as the <laughs> announcer hypes him up. Did any of that happen in the in the canon? I don't remember any dark rage. Creatures? Uh, maybe. Yeah. Maybe creature, too. I don't even think the creatures thing was going on at this point. Those weird people in the crowd oh, or whatever. Oh, they were going on already. That started in 94 or 5. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, back to Doc doing the Undertaker pose in front of the Undertaker cutout. I hate him. I just don't like him, Joe. But this week on Raw, when a great technical matchup is going to be happening as Owen Hart takes on Marty Jannetty. Yeah. Plus, the Undertaker takes on his future fake brother, Isaac Yankum. And that was strange. <laughs> yeah. Like It was like Undertaker versus Kane. It's happening. Or you might say Nova Kane. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. They should have called him that. I know. I bet you that Isaac Yankum would have gotten over if his name was just Nova Kane. Seriously. And then he turned into Kane. See, they could have done it. That would have made so much sense. Much better. A doc signs off, but first throws us to... Billionaire Ted's wrestling war room. Fuck, why? Because they think it's so funny. It's Ugh. hilarious. So anyway, Billionaire Ted here. I want a new slogan for our wrestling show. Okay, guys, we need a new slogan for our wrestling show. By the way, Ted with the shitty mustache. Yeah. I've always hated this. Like, Because they, they, they always close up on it and you could tell it's a fake. It's like peeling off. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if that's on purpose or it not is. for like humor's sake. I'm sure it is. But it looks bad. By the way, and then we got Vince Russo. How about uncut, uncensored, uncooked? Uncut, uncensored, uncooked. And Ted's like, <laughs> so now nah, we've already stolen that. When? No, they didn't. When they did ne- they do that? They never, WCW never stole that stupid Raw. By the way, that's not even good to begin with. Yeah. This is shit because WCW is like a hundred times better than them at this point. Like, seriously. <laughs> they're, they're so babies they're, here. They're, they're, they're being they, so petty. WCW is like miles ahead <laughs> at this point. And the most making fun of WF they do is when they announce what they did on Raw. And which is an asshole thing to do, though. Right. It is, though, Quinn. Here's the thing. It is. Here's the thing. When Bischoff is mocking them during that, he sounds cooler than yeah, this. He sounds like an asshole, too. Compared to this, I mean. No, this is this is inexcusable. Right. This is not good because at all. Because also Bischoff, what when he when he's spoiling it, he says what you're thinking about like Goldust versus somebody. Like yeah, he, he's I know. just like, yeah, whatever, that the same match over. Like <laughs> Vince would have done it if he could have too. Right. He would have done the same thing. No, he would have. But his show was fucking taped and theirs was live. Mm-hmm. So uh Ugats. Yeah, and, they, they finally got an advantage, and they're taking advantage of it. And Vince is so, so butthurt here. Yeah. It's unbelievable. So now we get, like, fake George Napolitano. So he's like, how about unbelievable? As in, our wrestling's not believable. God, this 
sucks. And they, speak, but unbelievable. They literally just plugged the Undertaker versus yep. an evil dentist, and they have the gumption to say that. Are they fucking serious? WF is more real than them, obviously. Like, what is, what is the they hypocrisy? They have careers. The wrestlers have careers. I mean, that's that's like real life. I, there's dentists <sighs> and stuff, and God, you know, kids I'm, dress like young bucks and. That's all real. You know I love the WWF, but are you serious with that? You know what I, I know. mean? Like, what are they doing this here? This is like one of those things where it's like, you could be the biggest WWF fan, but you know that this is stupid. It's like, horrible. It, it, that you know that you're like embarrassed that they thought this was good. Yeah, it is embarrassing. Yeah. And then, then he's like, how about this is where the good old boys play? And then some other ones like, how about just the old boys? Ha 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 ha. So funny. <sighs> then a huckster act, stupid, <laughs> nacho man's like, oh, let's lie. Let's say this is where the big boys play. And yes, that's an impression of the nacho man, not Randy Savage. <laughs> Specifically not. It's more high pitched. Yeah. Let's lie. Let's lie. How about this is where the big boys play? That's yeah. a good impression. Uh-huh. Anyway, we get some stupid crap about how steroids and drug testing. Shut the fuck up, Vince. God. Like, none of his guys are taken. Get the fuck out of here. I'm so sick of this pettiness. I hate all of it so much. Anyway, that's how we end. What a way what to a go What a great out. way to go off the air. Like, what way to make me not like your show. And they kept this up until WrestleMania. Ugh, the it's like three t- months. And it's not even funny. It's personal attacks on, on Ted Turner. It's just punching. Also, yeah, you know what I hate about the personal attacks punches. on Ted Turner? Like on a day to day basis, this isn't like Ted's fault what Bischoff's doing. He's just like he just like owns the company, but it's like run by this guy. I know. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Like Ted Turner's just like it's an investment. Think of him as like a investor. And what like, did he do to Vince? I know. He just decided. <laughs> like he's like, oh, I want to be in wrestling. Like eight years Sorry. ago. Get the fuck over it. Vince w- fucked over Crockett at every turn. Yeah, like, and he's th- mad that this other, like, other businessman wants to do wrestling. Oh, sorry he can afford to hire Hulk Hogan and Randy Savage who you fucking wasted for two years. Yeah. You dumbass. It's not his fault. Like, Good Lord. he just wanted to, like, he thought, oh, this, I, this shit's really good on TBS or whatever. Yeah. Like, why don't I, like, buy the company and we'll make, like, a, I can make it good or whatever, right? Black Rick Flyer. Yeah. <laughs> whatever it like, it's not his fault, though. It's like, he all he simply did was, like, he, he saw a wrestling company that was running out of money, and he yep. said, okay, I'll buy your debts, and it'll be yeah. my wrestling company, and we'll compete with Vince McMahon. It'll be, like, you know, like a regular business right. where we compete with the competition. What is wrong with that? How dare he? Yeah. Anyway. This was an example, though, as, you know, this period of time. Very, very beginning of things starting to change. You know, the gold dust angle. Uh, Undertaker being taken more seriously again. Steve Austin coming in. But it's still got that, like, 1995 presentation that was still in full force for mm-hmm. a lot of 96. So it's a crossover. Also, Doc was absurd in this <sighs> one. So I didn't hate it, though, overall. This went by fast, but so much bad. Like, why end your show with the worst thing possible? <laughs> yeah, like I just said, like point. this is literally why they were losing to WCW, and also Doc stinks, and that's all <laughs> I have to say about that. He, yeah, Doc is Doc, and uh, too much Jeff Jarrett too for my liking. It was but like a quarter of the show was Jeff Jarrett. Seriously, uh, but overall, interesting snapshot of a very like the very beginning of things starting to change. Mm-hmm. And folks, we're going to end our show on that note. So thank you so much for being back with us here as we've kicked off season 22. Obviously next week we will be back for episode 212. We'll kick off the Royal Flush. Until that time, be sure to follow us on Twitter at OVP Podcast. Shoot us an email. Join the group. And if you want all the extra stuff, sign up at patreon.com slash OVP Podcast. But until next week, I'm Joe Morata. That's Michael Quinn. And we are out of here. See ya. Ring master! That belt went right.
have a crowd. I'm going to go out on a limb here, man. Back up a little bit, brother. Everybody out there in TV land, I'm going to give you a chance to be somebody. Come on, get the camera on that hand right there. I want everybody out there in TV land to touch your screen and feel what it's like to be destined for success. Go ahead, King. I got it feel up there. Feel what it's like to be well, born a champion, man. You better put your hand up there, McMahon. I didn't come out here just to run my mouth, brother love. I'm here to prove every single thing I say. Me and the Million Dollar Man talk. I'm in the Royal Rumble, man. I'm going to prove how good the ringmaster is. After I toss every single one of the WWF superstars over that rope right there, man, I'll be the one getting the shot at the World Wrestling Federation Championship. It doesn't mean anything compared to the Million Dollar Belt, of course. But in WrestleMania, man, I'm going to do it all, and you're going to see what the Million Dollar Man and the Million Dollar Champ are going to accomplish. And then I'll have every single thing that I want out of the WWF. And why is that? Because everybody's got a price for the Million Dollar Man. man.